definition, y'all. Sounds so good. Been out there listening to Let's it. Let's do it. Lucy's the beats of acapella. Grab artists hanging year round through all weather. Our culture's evolving. What next will it bring? Hip hop is one of my favorite things. These James B boys and B girls are so clever. They call it they a vampire. We're hip hop forever. And we love our culture. His too. name is Substantial. He's from the city. It's one of my favorite things. Culture, a wicked life that's preyed on by vultures to fatten up their pockets. Something they thought they stopped it, then called it the bad or to the bad. We just mob with a bite. Hello, it's your boy, Joey the Sipotec. And this is episode what number? Somebody? Episode 8. Vamos en algo. Real quick, quick shout out. Um, thank you to the 100 followers we have on Instagram now. Yay! Yay. I feel like you need to buy like a sound effects thing to like push. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into that. Like, you know, fart noises and shit. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. 100 followers. I seriously didn't think we'd get there, but damn. So, yeah. Shout out to them. Seriously. Yeah, y'all are real ones. For real. <laughs> So today we have a special guest. It's Bessia. You might know him as the Selvi Prince. We oui. Daniel Alvarenga. He's a journalist. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Is that better? Yeah. Te dieron de comer. Tenes que andar okay. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I was shamed by his Selvi grandmother right now. <laughs> You're meeting her now. Yes. <laughs> So how have things been this week for y'all? Um, chilling. The George Floyd trial is going on. Mm-hmm. Freaking, I think oh. it's on. Well, today day four, but by the time this premieres, we'll be well into said trial, and it sucks. It's really emotional. Not too much going on. So you've just been like watching that for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously, and I didn't think I'd get so engrossed in it, but. I mean, I personally feel like I have just a connection to it just because putavo, agarra juicio. Anyway, I feel connected to it because, you know, it George Floyd's murder happened on my birthday last year. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on May 25th. And I'm just like, shit. I had just like, oh, my 29th birthday. Yeah, birthday beach. And then this shit pops off. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like that completely just, yeah. So having to watch it, it yeah. Okay. It's expanding my... So it made it more personal to you right. because it happened on your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Shit sucks. But, you know, I really hope that something is decided the right decision is made because there will be fucking riots like this time around it'll be worse than you know the 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 protests i believe i think it's just it's gonna fucking pop off but yeah because people are sick and tired yeah yeah similar sure. bullshit so i've been similarly blessed this week <laughs> In like a similar case we've had the case of victoria Spaza oh yeah yeah, yeah. In Mexico. Yep. Same. and it has like um some parallels to the George Floyd case in the way that they died in the circumstances. Right. Um, so it's been, you know, kind of a weird time for me just right. because I feel like the whole topic of how she died and the reasons that mm. she was even targeted yep. kind of hit home for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
Yeah, that shit was rough. We, Oscar and I actually saw like a, the video. Like we found the video, and it was it was all over like everyone's feed. It like, was so when tough it to happened. watch. Like <clears throat> I was kind of like forced to watch without even mm. wanting to because it was like I, everywhere. I will say that um, that's been on my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. That's been on my mind a lot, and been feeling similarly kind of like oh this is all kind of a lot you know mm-hmm. a lot of like hyper visibility was she uh, making her way up here or was she uh, living there or traveling she or... was living there on a humanitarian visa so mm. probably a refugee like leaving El Salvador because El Salvador was not like a place for her could mm-hmm. be for several reasons I don't I don't know I haven't read yet much into her story but um yeah, that happened. Isn't yeah. there a thing like right now that their her daughters are missing or something? Yeah, yes. there's 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 a whole lot more to the case, and um, the president of El Salvador made some promises to the daughters. I'm not sure what yet, like Los Estudios or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they were going to be taken care of, is what I heard through um, my mom. <laughs> but you know, he could also be spinning it for PR, which is like that too typical. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're not, if he doesn't have you know if they're not there they're not gonna have access to it so yeah right now let's like try to find them yeah (laughs) you know what i'm saying because it's just like where where would they have gone you know but it has it has to do with because i've been reading a lot about this case i'm not Mm -hmm. gonna lie i've been pretty vocal online Mm -hmm. i think about how much it's affected me this week Mm-hmm. And I just knew that there was more to this story because when I found out she had children, I was like, okay, so where are they? Right. Was the next question for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot about how the uh, social services system and all of that works in the United States. And I know like when when families or mm-hmm. like parents are deported, sometimes mm-hmm. they just leave the kids there. Yeah. And then there's like no one there to greet them from school like they just don't even know what happened it's like their parents were literally kidnapped Mm -hmm. you know and so i think about like if her daughters even knew how they found out where they are um did they like run right somebody take them yeah i mean i heard that there was a case that like the partner or something may have been something sexual abuse related oh yeah yes as well yeah um it was going into interesting like territory like and there was the whole aspect of like Mexico was like sometimes not talking about some elements of it like it, it, mm-hmm. it you know it's also like part of the Mexican movement by feminists to like remove police and mm-hmm. talk about their abuses against women and so a lot of people have kind of forgot the element that she's not also from here mm-hmm. she's from El Salvador yeah and so she comes from another context probably fleeing violence as well mm-hmm. that like gets kind of squashed and like so what is what is the what does this mean for like central american women and like like immigrant women in the, mm-hmm. that country and mm-hmm. um because you hear a lot like people that come come up this way like mexico is just not where you want to be coming up this way you know, yeah, especially they being tell from Central you, America. Is, you gotta be real quiet. Move when, when like, you move through there. Yeah, just move. Like you don't stay in Mexico for much from through the grapevine. <laughs> but yeah. but the situation now is that you have whole refugee camps, people starting their lives are getting humanitarian visas. Like right. mm-hmm. they don't wanna go to concentration camps and some <laughs> of them and some of them don't know and so it's just like people get caught up in Mexico and just start living life. Mm-hmm. and yeah, living undocumented you mm-hmm. have no other choice if right. you're or, yeah, or less a refugee or, or whatever and mm-hmm. so it's 
you know. It, it's interesting you bring that up because I was tweeting about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then someone responded like, well, you're making it seem like, you know, it's just this case, but this is also like that a case that like violence affects all women in Mexico mm -hmm. and like we have to think about that. And I was like, yeah, that's true, but I think it's important to point out that she was a migrant. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there's like certain dynamics that go on there, you know, especially yeah. since one of the officers was a woman mm -hmm. as well. It's like we have to think what are like the structural dynamics going on. Right. And I feel like people aren't ready to talk about that yeah. necessarily. Mm -hmm. But it was just an interesting comment that I got because it's like, of course, I understand mm -hmm. that all women, you know, are at risk for violence in Mexico. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like if we know it's all women, then we can understand that it'll also disproportionately affect more marginalized women. So right. I don't understand why speaking about the, this marginalized woman mm -hmm. and violence is like ignoring the violence that Mexican women go through. Is mm. that, you know? Yeah. That's kind of the same um, logic that they have here, you know, when the whole Black Lives Matter started movement. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, all lives matter. It's kind of like the same yeah like same, same lines logic. like oh it's all women you know mm -hmm. it's not just salvadoran women and it's still like central american women going through mexico it's like it's known like you'll face mm. violence sexual yep. violence a lot of times like to the point where you have to get birth control to make sure you won't yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like you know as a journalist that's like you know the migration story is one of the like big selling points for central americans in journalism it's just like that's the only thing they want to talk about with us sometimes and so there's a ton of things that are just kind of like central american women are more likely to face sexual assault on the way and and, mm -hmm. and go missing and things like that and it's just kind of like so there's like this added danger that's like gendered that also follows them from el salvador and mm -hmm. um a lot's like not being talked about yeah yeah because her mom mentioned in one of the articles one of her quotes was like you know she had to leave el salvador because she was a a single mother and they you know suffer a lot in mm -hmm. the country and they're still not accepted and i was yeah. like that really speaks to why how like it's this gendered violence that targets women there you mm -hmm. know that she had to leave because of the fact yeah. of a very gendered reason and then right. she dies in mexico it's just like a lot of layers to it that i that you know I've been was also about. i thought very foul was um the way people were pointing out that she was like drunk yeah oh yeah that was major the fact that she was out inebriated yeah. in public like in an really? area that's known to have tourists. people drink lit as shit yeah and, and tourism it's it's a tourist site right so it's like yeah. this, this layer of colonialism too where like you know the white people from wherever are like going there to turn up yeah, yeah. so it's just like and just because there's one salvadoreñas out there she just wants to get a little turn up herself she ends up dead like what the fuck why didn't steve and fucking chad get it too you know what i mean it's because they white but whatever and they're also part of like the economy for these like yeah. wealthy people in the area yeah so of course they're not gonna like because this, this happened in, in Tulum. That's like a resort town, right? Yeah, that's like, yeah. yeah. So Shit. like seeing drunk people on the street is not <clears throat> unheard of. There. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's something that's like, I feel like with the Salvador, the tourism isn't as developed as some of the neighbor countries. Mm -hmm. But like, that's what Naib Bukele wants to do. He has like this project called Surf City that is on um, in La Libertad, those beaches that are like drivable to San Salvador. Mm -hmm. So you can yeah. have these tourists that stay in the city 
and then have like nights at the beach and whatever mm-hmm. or like weekends or whatever mm-hmm. and all the signs are in english it's just like surf city under construction I'm like why is it all in I english feel like i saw some of those signs and i was like why mm-hmm. are these specific signs in english it's because it's not for the locals and so, like, oh. like, 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 Kelly wants to have these kinds of tourism. And, of course, they're going to be heavily policed, especially in a country that's, like, as policed as ours. Like, El Salvador has a much, is much more militarized because of the war mm-hmm. and much more policed. Mm-hmm. And Mexico is starting to experience a, a rise in militarization, too. But, like, we've, we've been at these levels before in recent history, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I've heard about Surf City and, like, everything... Oh, like the foreign investment that he wants to you bring know, into the country? You know, it gives me like Santa Monica Pier vibes when you see the pictures of it. Because there's like a fucking Ferris wheel. It's ugly. Um, Yo, I don't know if he forgot que tiembla en El oh, Salvador. you mean the pictures of Surf City? Yeah. Yes, like it renderings. does look like it would be just some random like California yeah, yeah. beach. Yeah. They're making like, it look like a freaking like you know like american place coney island i see casi yeah like, like, it looks like it's like just some shit. generic like american yeah it's like a boardwalk Yo, it's like damn hey. naive like, like at least have some taste you know at least <laughs> do something tasteful <laughs> there's for, like gonna be guidos going yeah, down like, the yeah, it's the like, jersey shore but you know fucking la libertad like what that's what fuck? surf city is oh, <laughs> and i'm just like my dad grew up there he he's from chalatarango but he got displaced and grew up most of his life in La Libertad. Mm-hmm. So we have relations there. And it's just kind of like, uh, it's going to displace a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, Or it's going to make their economy dependent on tourism. It's just like, maybe that might be better for some folks. But like, you Not know. Not the majority. All these other examples from the Caribbean and Central America. Were like the Guatemala example recently. Mm-hmm. Where these white people did this commune in like sacred Lake Atitlan. Did you see that TikTok? Dude, Guatemalian? Yeah. Yes. Is that what it was? Yeah. I was fucking offended. That's what, that's what Naibu Kela wants for El Salvador. That's what he wants. But you know, thinking too, I don't know if you've seen recently, I follow a lot of like nature stuff from El Salvador. And apparently there have been like whales and things like coming back that you didn't see before. Mm-hmm. So you think, what's the climatic impact of that to El Salvador? I didn't even think about it. You know, that, yeah. it's, it's a, it's to me that's. Yeah. Tierra Sagrada, you know, and it's yeah. just like there's already not water for people, and you want to go ahead and bring these fucking. Remember, tourists. we were talking about not having a glass of water after twelve oh one p.m. Yeah, like, did you fill up your pila? I hope you. Did. I bet you at Surf City they don't have pilas. Oh no, it's gonna be. I've know. never not known anyone that didn't have a full pila because they know. <laughs> Like, if you have an empty pila, like, are you in transition? It's right. Like, are you it, cleaning it? It's but you have another pila somewhere, right? You have a backup <laughs> right. pila. You're just, like, worried about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned for your well-being. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, but yeah, yeah. I've seen it. it is whales like, are coming back. Yeah. So you yeah. want to know a cool story? I went to El Salvador in, like, 1999 with my mom. Mm-hmm. And we, when you land on the Pacific coast, like, you take the Pacific all, all, all the way down. Because from D.C., you take the Caribbean. And we I saw whales da- when I was, we were landing. Because you know how, like, La Libertad also, those beaches are the ones that sort of in La Paz also mm-hmm. guide to the airport. Mm-hmm. And so we saw whales in, like, this was the 90s. Mm-hmm. You prob- they, they pro- it probably wasn't common anymore. And no, that was, that's why it was such a major thing on that, that nature Instagram that I was following. Because it's like they hadn't been seen. You didn't see dolphins. You didn't see any of that kind of nature. And it's probably because Pass people... me that documentary. I need to see this. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's probably because people weren't out, you know, because of quarantine. Like, we've mm-hmm. had similar effects around here about yeah. how the climate, I guess, and mm-hmm. nature's repairing itself. <laughs> <laughs> nature's healing. Yeah. I just feel like that just, I don't know if, if the climatic effects are being considered in that surf They're not, because he no, doesn't care. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. He lives in his little, like, mansion somewhere with guards and yeah. everything he wants. Like... With mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson as a like, guest, we saw it with the pandemic. <laughs> I cannot believe he people that. were starving yeah. in the pandemic. People had white flags asking for help. You haven't for seen food since like oh the yeah. war or something. Yeah, that was happening in the people Gundam. were bartering for like different things like that. Yeah, like let's let's we already know what he's gonna be like, and it's just kind of like okay, let's vote for more of him. It's like okay, mm-hmm. it's just like our <laughs> democracy is so just like. Yeah, Man, it's not like, a democracy if you're just kind of like pressured to like. <laughs> so like, I guess this is a lesser of two evils. Right. So that's not a democracy. Lesser of three evils in that three, case, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. in, in in people's minds. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of around here how the, there's kind of like, because we've seen a lot more snow recently. Yeah. Yeah, we hadn't seen snow in like two years. How 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 is it like having? Snow? I mean, well, you guys have snow in California. We do, but we have to go to it, and so like it's like. <laughs> what? <laughs> we only go to it if for like recreation. Like, yeah, it's like, it's expensive. You need gear. You need chains. You need Fuck to know, you need to pay dude. the parking at the at the Absolutely snow. Not, <laughs> not at all. And no. so like you know you gotta it's 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 a th- not everybody has snow money. <laughs> so, no money, bro. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. but i lived in korea that was my first winter i taught in korea english after college because mm-hmm. i couldn't get a job in the u.s because the economy tanked and yeah so i went to korea not knowing anything i didn't know we had winter and everyone's like are you ready for the winter california and i was just like what and i was just like <laughs> they're like what do you mean and they're just kind of like it snows here and then like they pulled out a map and like look how close to russia you are <gasps> that would be low-key scary and, and north korea <laughs> north korea borders russia like it's the, and it's the same peninsula so it's like it's not that far it's not even so much like oh i'm next to russia it's like i don't know about you but i always have this moment abroad where i just like look at a map at map and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh yeah i'm really far away from home right <laughs> you and have a just, like, you gotta take a seat and just like breathe <laughs> Yo, don't say that. Like, I'm literally whoa. about to fucking go to El Salvador. I'm going to have that moment. It's Spook okay. shit, man. You're just going to sit there and just be like, well, got to enjoy this. <laughs> no, I'm just going to like, can't dwell on that. Yeah. Um, so that that would freak me out if someone's like, look, you're right next to Russia. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, like I get into some shit. Heavy. Who's going to get me? Nobody. Yeah. Maybe Yo, the U.S. Se suelta un debergue, dude. Can you imagine? <laughs> For real. Don't. Hey. <laughs> hey, yo, on some real shit, yo me cago. That's why I feel like I can't go to places like that. You know what I mean? Where there's the berge. <laughs> oh, because of North Korea and South Korea. Yeah, it was totally peaceful. Oh, people were people were like, well, the thing is, it's like you got to think about like South Korea is completely military occupied. Oh, okay. it's like you would see troops on the highway, just like on tanks, just like oh. They're like big militarized vehicles, like you know, like DC looks like right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and is that still still a thing right in, now? In the capital, yeah. There's oh. a whole perimeter oh. around the capital. I thought they were gonna bring it down. Or maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> I should check. Maybe it, for the flowers. It's not the same how it used to be. No, no. I there's mean, a look, lot more security than there was. You can't even really go enjoy the cherry blossoms right now because it's like, ooh, you social distancing. I get it, but then also the fucking military's there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good time. I've only seen white people post photos from there. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but I mean, at least there's cherry blossoms in Virginia. Yeah, I saw a couple. True. Virginia. How'd you end up in D.C.? Yeah. Um, from, from Korea. We always, <laughs> have, we always have a cousin in Virginia, for one. In L.A. If you're a Salvadoran, you, you know a Maryland and a Virginia cousin. But how did I end up in D.C.? Ooh. I ended up in D.C. because Al Jazeera like, made me move out here. Mm-hmm. They were like, we're closing our San Francisco bureau. And I was just like, oh, no, I live here. Or I lived in Oakland. And mm-hmm. they were just like, I was like, okay, I want a job. I should just go follow it in D.C., mm-hmm. you know, pre-pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all digital, and I just did it from my bedroom. But right. um so then I moved to D.C. and I loved it. I loved it. I had been to D.C. before. Um, Salvadorans, we have a history of D.C. I feel like anyone does, I think. Mm-hmm. Not just because, like, you know, they, like, ruined our country. But <laughs> um, that out there, my dad lived in D.C. when he was in the 80s. And he's like was like, L.A. or D.C. And then he was just kind of like, he went back with his family in, in L.A. But we know mm-hmm. we have people out here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, somebody's go, you, you go sit with your uncle in Maryland. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And then I've, I've come here, like, on trips, like, mm-hmm. school trips mm-hmm. and, like, um, delegations, you know, because there's all kinds of national stuff out here. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so lobbying. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved out here was for the journalism job, for working at Al Jazeera. So I was working at Al Jazeera, working downtown. Yeah. Um, I lived in Columbia Heights, which is, like, the Salvadoran neighborhood. Yes, That's it is. Yeah, that is a spot now. One time, I called my father from there, and I was like walking outside. It's like, where are you? I was like, I was in Adams Morgan, Columbia Heights, and I was just kind of like, oh, estoy en la Colombia, la calle Colombia, te recordas? And he was just kind of like, why is your phone out? And I was just like, no, 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 it's been gentrified. <laughs> it's not like that anymore. It's not. <laughs> no. Uh, it's been gentrified. And so um, he hasn't been back. And... Um, you know, it's it's just like it has all of my creature comforts that mm-hmm. I want from mm-hmm. Salvador culture that I don't normally get anywhere else. So like I I, I can choose from like seven different pulserias, mm-hmm. walking distance, mm-hmm. um, from certain neighborhoods in DC, and like you know the grocery. Like I I can eat red beans. Like we don't eat red beans on the West Coast. It's pinto or black beans, and a lot of Central Americans are just like oh okay give up. I'm Ooh, just gonna eat like black beans beer. forever. Oh, wow. Oh, nah. that's, my, that's, that's my family, at least. I can't speak for everybody. No, falta no frijolito aquí. But, you know, I can make red beans out here. I'm just like, whoa, they have frijoles de seda. Wow. You know, because I know these things because I'm a nerd. And so, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it here because it's just like, oh, wow, I'm more in touch with people from El Salvador than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And how long have you have you been out here? Um, since 2018. Oh, shit. Okay. Summer oh. of 2018. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've read online from people tweeting, you know, and mm-hmm. on Instagram about how growing up in the West Coast, especially like LA, is so different than how we grow up here. Mm-hmm. Which I never realized, by the way, growing up, like mm-hmm. I just thought that was our experience. Yeah, yeah. Just like hearing Kalita. Like, yeah, this is yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, like you know. All I I, that. I grew up in the West Coast, yes, um, and Mexicans predominate, like anyone in southern california i feel at least for where i'm from um mm-hmm. so i'm from la county i'm not from la so you'll you'll have pockets in la that are very you'll hear caliche every day and a lot of salvadorians and it's strong but then la's big you know there's parts you don't and then i live on the outside in a city called pomona mm-hmm. that's where i grew up and um there used to be one popo city growing up and we're mm-hmm. just we're just like what like 
without traffic, a 20 minute drive with traffic, like two hour drive from LA. God. <laughs> Add a little rain to that. Mm, no. And so, (laughs) and so, it was. It was. um, We weren't in the. We weren't in the Salvadoran clusters in Mm -hmm. the city, Mm -hmm. and so we had Central Americans, but they sort of like were kind of assimilated into Mexicanness, or like didn't Mm -hmm. really didn't really like draw too much attention. There was we weren't banding together, Mm -hmm. at least where I was from and in my neighborhoods. And so it was very Mexican. It was very Mexican. Everyone's Mexican. If they weren't like, if they were, they could be several generations in, Mm -hmm. they could be recent, they could be from different parts. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, like you put Jalisco in my hometown, you'll find like a ton of grocery stores and shops and it'll just have the name Guadalajara or Jalisco because it's like so Mexican for that and you you can do that for several different pueblitos in Mexico like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a my hometown's big hub for like um like folks from Mexico Mm -hmm. including indigenous folks live there and stuff like that and um and it's 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 um right outside of LA it's in LA County but like considered between it's its own valley pomona but it's considered inland empire if you ever see ie or inland empire mm-hmm. uh, people mean riverside um san diego or san diego san bernardino more but like pomona's there so it's kind of like between the city and the desert mm-hmm. yeah it reminds me of like dc and mm-hmm. then like the suburbs around it yeah 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 uh-huh. exactly that mm-hmm. it's a, it would be considered a suburb of la but they're um, not like suburban in the sense of what people think right no because like you know, my, my community, it's just like you had um, a lot of, um, you had black, indigenous people of color, uh, Latinx folks, folks were, mostly folks from Mexico. And mm-hmm. so um, it wasn't like this like suburb, like, you yeah. know, like California mm-hmm. suburb. It's just like it was low income. There's low income suburbs. And, you know, sometimes you're disconnected from the kind of services that the cities provide. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of people, there's more Central Americans in my neighborhood in Pomona now, in my like city in Pomona now than there was growing up because they've been displaced from places in LA like Echo Park. Mm. Um, And yeah, and so they're out there. So they're out there. So like now when I go home and visit, I'm just like, wow, it's so many Salvadorans. Like, wow. Like, like, and my niece gets to enjoy that growing up, I guess, because like she has like Salvadoran friends and like. Uh, an affinity for it like i always felt like salvadorans is for the for the home mm-hmm. and then outside i'll just use like mexican spanish and just like get by wow mm. yo i be pulling this on how anywhere i go man yes <laughs> Esto no cambia. Me vale pija. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've heard so much caliche yeah here, i just sure. opened my window and i live in a pretty like um predominantly white like upper class liberal neighborhood in DC, mm-hmm. and um, I got a deal. And <laughs> I, I even 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 with in a super like white neighborhood, I open up my window and I hear caliche every day. Mm-hmm. You know, people live in that neighborhood too, yeah. like because they used to be more like people of color mm-hmm. in these neighborhoods, and some of them like have hung on, and yeah. or like people are passing through for jobs they have. There's like, I, I you know, there's like Honduran restaurants and Salvadoran restaurants in walking distance from me still mm-hmm. in these like neighborhoods that have like sort of like managed to um, stay afloat, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's interesting too, experiencing like the city as an outsider, and but having a, a connection to a lot of people who are on the inside of the city in this yeah, like, part right. of the country. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when I tell people from El Salvador, they're a little bit more open. 
mm-hmm. they want to know where I'm from. And a lot of them are from La Union, where my mom is from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, or they're from San Miguel, which is like next door. It's just like, oh, instant connection. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, where, where's your family here. from? And it's just like, nice. Yeah. It's nice to just be able to do that, like, very often. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Have you noticed that there's more um, Oriente folks out here? Yes, yes. I noticed that when I went to the restaurants and they were selling, um, they were calling it sandwiche, what people know as panes con pavo, panes con pollo, pan con chumpe, pan con chumpipe, you know, all, yeah. the, all the ways. Sandwiches. The, the turkey sandwich that we eat on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And that's something all U.S. diaspora does. I'm sorry. Like everyone talked about it last episode. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that it's just like a regular thing. It's just so a regular here, thing over there. So here, uh, my mom, even though she's from Oriente, she makes the panes like Western style, like my dad's family, mm-hmm. like Occidental style. I don't know what to call it. And in Oriente, and especially San Miguel and La Union, mm-hmm. you have a lot of mayo. You have beets. Your voice kind of shakes. You have beets, beets. I've never had a beet in my life before I had that sandwich. You don't like beets? I never thought of them. It's like I'm still like not. Delicious. I like them. I mean, they're like like in between. They're just kind of like they're there, and I'll eat them. But like, I'm not like "Mm, beets. I can't. And then they have they have a hard boiled egg in them, and I'm just like, what? That egg is so good on the bread. When people from like when people from Occidente go into San Miguel, because I've seen it, because I've gone on delegations and trip, and they have their first pan, they're like, oh yeah, I'm excited. Like panes, finally. They're like, oh, these are panes from San Miguel. They're like, yeah, bring it. And I'm just kind of like, okay. And they're just kind of like, it's super big, yes. big portion. Um, the portions here are like very, but they have beets and raw, and, and not raw egg, beets and hard boiled egg. <laughs> yeah, so then I go into all the shops and why do all the sandwiches have these very oriental ways of making a sandwich? I'm just like, I can't even find this easily like where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Like I can only, I can find the standard at best and my mm-hmm. mom makes the other way. Yo, who, who, what people put freaking um, cilantro on it? Like a whole cilantro. You're talking about the watercress. You're talking about the perro. No, that's not that's cilantro. cilantro. That's why you never send a boy to the fucking store. Because like when I see people putting them up online on Facebook, it looks like cilantro. Yeah, so that's the thing. People think it looks like cilantro, then they bring the wrong thing and they ruin the pot. But some people do put cilantro. You can't put cilantro, but a lot of people really, really are looking for the perro. I feel like some people think it's cilantro and they put cilantro. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's berro. It's it's berro. Like you can't just eat into like cilantro. It'll be too soapy. I don't know. Yeah. Soap. Like you need something to cut it. Yeah. Just think of cilantro because, because and the, soap and then eat. Because like, cilantro, you have to chop it up for it to like be nice to blend in. Yeah. But like the berro isn't as strong flavored. So like it's more for the crunch. Mm-hmm. So the berro, you, can, you just put the stalks in the berro. You don't have to chop it up too much. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you just yeah. Tell me about it. My mom just grabs the puñitos and drops it in yeah, that sandwich. Yeah, like you pick it off. You pick it off the monte, and you're like, "Here's your berro." <laughs> like, like so, you can't. Re- it's, I'm stressed. <laughs> but like the leaves look different, and you have to look, and you have to ask, and you so have question, to. Question: I have to ask. Now I have to ask. What to you? Panes rellenos, panes con pollo, panes con pavo, chumpipe, whatever. To you, what kind? What what? When would you eat that? Is it like a holiday dish? Thanksgiving, for you? absolutely. Um, 
Thanksgiving only. What? But that's only here, though. That's Y'all a U.S. Were, thing. Y'all yeah, were saying yeah. it was in a holiday dish. Well, my it's parents... It's only a holiday dish here, not over That's why I'm so sick and my, tired of panes, okay? I hate panes season. My mom also makes it sometimes for Thanksgiving and sometimes for New Year's, sometimes for Christmas. Like, it's a holiday dish. She just straight up eats panes from, like, November Dude, all the way to that January. That is panes season for me. Well, yeah, from exactly. Thanksgiving... Año Nuevo, fucking el 24, leftovers for el 25. See, the reason why we like them so much, well, I like them so much, is because over there, it was an everyday thing. Yeah, it's right? a special we, thing. We, no, no, no. It's an everyday Wait. thing. Yeah, and it's time an everyday it's time thing. Oh, okay. So yeah. when you walk out of school for lunch, because over there... It's like a burger. Exactly. So to me, I like it so much because I barely have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, so it's like a nostalgia thing. Right. Okay. 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 It reminds me, me of me my third world when I was a, well, when I was a third world child. Well, see, shut me. up. <laughs> <laughs> Who let the IT technician speak? <laughs> Storming out. Um, um, no. Um, what were we talking about? Panes. 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 I feel like here in the DMV, you find panes more in general because there's more Salvador restaurants per capita. Like, there is. Like, Even at the supermarkets. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's like only those? two places in the world that you will you can put, like, pupusas in Uber or Uber Eats. And you'll get... I have a very important question for you. You've mm-hmm. been over there to the motherland, right? Yes. You have legit pupusas, right? Mm-hmm. In this area, what would be the restaurant that mostly, most has that authentic taste? This um, is controversial as shit yeah. that you're asking as fuck right now. I feel like... Because you know the answer. So I, I'll be honest. I'll be honest about pupusas. My mom doesn't make pupusas. She's not from a region that emphasizes pupusas. Mm-hmm. So they're not a traditional food for me, even though they symbolize nationhood for Salvadorans. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in D.C., um, the city... Um, in the city, in the city of DC, I would say I like Ercilias. It's like, but that's in the city. That's like it's that's nearby. That's DC, man. Yeah. You know, I feel like well, if, if I was in, if I was Asusenas in, Asusenas like, is in DC too, isn't it? I no, don't like. Asusenas. They don't have Asusenas. Asusenas to me has, if if whenever I do want a pupusa, it has to be. From I've there. never heard of Asusena, every, but I would like to. Everyone else does not. It's in Arlington. Like, I don't like. It. See, maybe I'm not going to Arlington. It's in the OG. Like <laughs> you don't the... like them because my, our parents used to take us all no. the way to Maryland to eat them. We had that. We had that. Oh my God! We would drive to <laughs> LA for you remember that, right? because that's where they had it the most authentically. Because yeah, we had our hometown one, which was like good for like the Monday through Friday. But like we wanted, the, <laughs> we wanted the Sunday pupusa. We had to drive to LA proper. <laughs> Funny thing is, is that was our Sunday thing after church. Asusenas. Asusenas. Yeah, I, I just, I don't like them now. I think because the owner of Asusena, she died mm-hmm. mysterious way. Oh. And like, yeah. And so like, I do want to take you to what used to be Doña Susenas in Springfield, we which is a, now Doña Besas. Oh, uh, Atlacat? Yeah. Which in is Columbia like, Pike? It's, yeah. No, it's... um. In, yeah, yeah, Columbia Pike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was delicious. It was delicious. They it's have just, ho- hocotes and miel, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And That's been, like, there for a while. That was I just don't like, like the name. Ones. I just don't like the name. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? The name? No. Isn't he a warrior? Well, that's part of it. Yeah, it was a... He was a mythological warrior that the state made up huh. um, to justify, like, colonization. Oh. From what I've heard, um, I feel like people who are Nahuatl can probably tell you it better, but it was also the name of the battalion that did El Mosote, which is like 
the worst battalion, you know, they were okay. Like, I know that. So, okay. So like, and it's just like this, uh, and like, as I'm like in this papoosery, like feeling triggered. <laughs> is this still pink? Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's still pink. It's I mean, I don't, shit. I don't know anything about their politics. I'm not saying cancel this place. It's delicious. Go have a, it's a piece of history. Cause it's the oldest. Yeah. Salvadoran. No, um, yeah it's been there for a while. Yeah. Maida, her family, Maida Mejia, she runs like, um, I don't know, like a, the Can we just be name dropping people on this? <laughs> no, but she's like a local here. And oh, okay. She, and she, her family owns the place. Mm. Oh, true. And she was just like, I remember, and I, we might have talked about the name, and she was kind of like, yeah, we're aware, and, you know, it is what it is at this point, because that's like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I mean, but she's, we've talked about it, and she's definitely aware of it. I, I like, think someone from related to the restaurant i think reached out to me and i was like i, I didn't even mean it to be just like i think it's a good learning moment mm-hmm. um and it's a piece it's a piece of like dmv history it's a piece of salvadoran diaspora history like this place it's just it was an interesting fact to learn because mm-hmm. we never talk about that i think no. that was the most impactful thing about the whole when when talking about it it was like we don't really talk about these like names necessarily Mm -hmm. even even when we live with a lot of or grow up with a lot of salvadorans like Mm -hmm. that was like i never even heard of that and i thought i would have learned that by now Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i i just for me because journalism those that name always came up you know yeah and so you just one of those names you don't forget and so it started from that and it's just like um yeah like that was one i feel like i like there's one i think it's hyattsville langley park it's called el farolito oh i've never they just they have a big menu i liked it um but not just salvadoran food out here guatemalan and honduran Mm -hmm. food out here Mm. and nicaraguan food if you're in virginia Mm -hmm. is top tier like it has that like that region is well represented in cuisine Mm -hmm. especially like honduras guatemalan el salvador salvador probably more so than the others mm-hmm. but like i my go-to is not a salvador restaurant my go-to is a Honduran restaurant in the city oh shit um where there's two there's rinconcito deli and there's um benito's place mm. and um they're good mm-hmm. they're good i don't frequent the city but this is good to know right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i usually get it from like a senora down the street. You yeah. know the food? So that trips me out that you can just go on Facebook Live and get like a baleada. Yeah. Not Facebook Live, Facebook Market. Market. Marketplace. I go on live, I'm like, hey, someone make me. Hey, no. get baleadas. No, somebody was sopa de mariscada, dude. Like They sell everything every, on there. You can't yeah. just be getting that from anybody, though. Fair. But you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like. Well. Cuánto cuánto cobra por la sopita usted? No, you know what I mean. Bye, yeah. está bien. You can also get fruit. Like they sell anonas. Hocotes, I've seen hocotes. Yeah, anonas in August. They mm. sell them. There's in. a lady in marketplace that sells um, stuff directly from over there. Like, come like on, you can order it. No, she has like pictures of like queso, camarones, hocotes. But like from out wow. there, from like out she's there. hustling well, shit. See, there's a big underground economy for Salvadoran goods here. Mm-hmm. Like I can find fresh loroco in every salvadoran grocery store almost and like sapote. i've seen sapote yo like you yo. don't see that shit i've never had sapote in this country they're delicious i don't like it i don't so like you the don't, texture you don't necessarily... oh they're so good you're canceled you don't really have that <laughs> 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 you guys don't really have Cancel that underground real, so economy okay. Y'all huh? don't really have that underground economy over there? We do, I think. We do. We do. We definitely do. But I feel like for me, it's not like as robust. I feel like it's just the people I know and family and friends. Yeah. It's not like um, 
it's not like a like if you if you're plugged in you're plugged in you're 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 not I, I feel like here i feel there just seems to be a lot more exchange happening in mm. that way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think it's the flights are cheaper and closer people think that like la because it's next to the border it's closer to el salvador it's actually like an hour more on airplane right so like mm-hmm. you can get to el salvador faster from here yeah so yeah. i feel like yeah i have a lot of family that'll go to el salvador from here yeah, yeah. From and, Dulles. and from that Dulles. exists in a, and yeah. that exists in la but like i don't know there's just a special connection here that i don't can't put my finger on but like at least a certain parts of el salvador are very plugged into dc like mm-hmm. la union san miguel usulutan san vicente mm-hmm. you see a lot of that a little bit i've met some chalatecos but i've met a piece of people from other places but like la union and san miguel and oriente in general mm-hmm. i see a big some rap. folks from morasan too morasan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Restaurants named after places of Morasan, I, I found. There's quite a few, actually, now that I think. It's mm-hmm. almost like honoring Morasan in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a market in, um, in D.C. that's named after Morasan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where I grew up, um, I grew up in Chirilagua. Hey. In Alexandria. In Alexandria. What's Chirilagua? Chirilagua is a city in San Miguel. Mm-hmm. But here, it's, it's a cut in Alexandria, pretty much all Mount Vernon Avenue, up until the Popeye's people will know you want to know something funny mm-hmm. so my mom heard about chirilagua from like univision yeah like skit what do they do they do news oh sorry um, <laughs> <laughs> they do news <laughs> um, uh-huh. oh i can't talk i'm telling <laughs> and so um she saw this univision report about this neighborhood in dc that maintains its connection to el salvador and they raise funds for some village to do something, and and it was just kind of like it was Chilagua, and it's like and this whole neighborhood, it's like it's like should should you know like Chilagua, it's like where little El Salvador lives and how this community comes together, and it's it's named after city in San Miguel, mm-hmm. and my mom she's from Oriente, she's familiar with San Miguel, it's the neighboring department, mm-hmm. I like to say province because it sounds fancier, um, because we're tiny, state, <laughs> not a state, no El Salvador is not even a state. Um, but it's tiny but mighty. Yeah. So what was I talking about? I forgot. Chirilagua. 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 So she's like, I saw this program at Univision. Take me to Chirilagua. She's like, I think she was looking for her people. Her people from Oriente. She went to Presidential Greens, probably. Like, and it was just like a Peruvian chicken shop. Of course. Like, El Huascaran, dude. What the fuck? It was. It was um, a community center. Some apartments. The tenants and workers. Some pupuserias and some restaurants, of course. It was just a community, yeah. like a little strip mall. Yeah. You know, it was like. It wasn't like major. You got a hoster in Chirilawa, so she gets an It wasn't like major. Like, I'm an outsider. I'm just like, here, here. I'll tell you this much. Now, unfortunately, Chirilawa is not how it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the Amazon headquarters is like not even They're five even renaming the area. Oh, yeah, gentrification. Let me what, tell what you is something. the new name? I got pissed when so I saw that shit. They something? called it North Del Rey. And no, what so Amazon's Cal- calling it. Like oh, the National Landing. National Landing. Are like a plane's just me? about to crash. <laughs> Motherfucker, that is, pe- that is Pentagon City. I feel like we're living in a weird Marvel movie with tech just taking over. And yeah. like, I lived in the Bay Area, so I'm just kind of like, it was rough and expensive to live out there. I'm just kind of mm. like, I do not wish that upon the rest of the world, but unfortunately, these assholes have so much power. And it yeah. sucks because, like, for example, Chirilagua being that, it was Chirilagua. Even even the white folks know it's Chirilagua. You know what I mean? A lot of them didn't even know that there's a city in San Miguel called Chirilagua. Chirilagua they just, just thought we made it's up It's a Virginia name. city. It's yeah. A- <laughs> 
They're like, they just thought we made up the name or something. Yeah, no, and it's like, you tell somebody, oh, you grew up in Chirilawa. Oh, shit, yeah, everybody knows yeah, what the fuck George Chirilawa Washington is. was born in but Chirilawa. But now, <laughs> shit, Presidential Greens, it's not what it used to be. You know, you don't see the work vans like that anymore. You mm. see white folks walking their dogs. You don't. Nosotros no teníamos chucho, bo. That's, that's Northwest D.C. behavior. You know what I mean? We didn't have that. The apartments are expensive as shit. And then there's an area, um, which is like four-mile run. That's just like, like the, I guess, the lower-income apartments. Yo, I see hella white people run on four-mile four mile run. You know what And I, mean? I had to tell some of the graduate students in my program, I'm like, do not run in there at night, please. No, people used to like Why? live under the bridge. It, it's because it used to be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MS-13 territory. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, then, no, I mean, no. it's still kind of it's is. still popping off yeah. a little bit. No, no. Yeah, and yeah. like I think the biggest difference because I've correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like how crime is committed by the gangs here is like almost a little bit different. It's almost mm-hmm. like how it was in the '90s in El Salvador. Mm. It kind of was like the same mm-hmm. feeling. So if you were like from the DMV and you visited home, it wasn't like that different when right. you were in El Salvador or the DMV. Yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a. Uh, this is a weird time. Mm. I also feel like living here, like surveillance culture, because the Pentagon is right here. Because yeah. The DC's right there. I feel mm. like you can't even fly drones here. Like in San Francisco and Oakland, drones were just like all up in my face, like flies. And over here, it's like illegal. <laughs> what the fuck? And I feel like there's also just like so much policing, mm. so much military here. Yeah. And I feel like that comes down on the kids, like cameras everywhere, who are being criminalized. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially like the stereotypes of our kids. Yeah, and not just Salvadorans. I'll say like Central Americans in general mm-hmm. like, get these get this very. I don't know. Like they get very criminalized very easily. Yeah, by just doing like normal behavior. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you couldn't even write five hundred three, five hundred four, or anything like that because mm-hmm. they would say that you're doing like gang behavior. Like, yeah, I don't even know how to call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. one time I got my notebook confiscated because I was like drawing like anime characters. <laughs> And I was like drawing like 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 Sailor Moon looking girls, and I didn't want to look all like not masculine or whatever. <laughs> and so the guy took like the guy in my high school took my like things. He's like, I just need I need and he, like took my notebook. He's like, I need to make sure they're not gang affiliated symbols. Oh, and he was just like, it's Sailor Moon. And it was just like, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, I mean, I I just I I, I don't I don't know if I've noticed it. I'm just kind of like because I lived here during freaking the coup attempt and like the military coming God. in. Mm-hmm. And just like I know the Pentagon's right there, there's like infrastructure. Just like by knowing things, just like geographically, a lot of this stuff is concentrated here. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, oh, I wonder how that plays out in the local level. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It it comes out in like the policies used against like children a lot of times mm. in schools, family policies, mm-hmm. policing. You know, you know, I found out Prince William County didn't have a police department until like the 70s. Where's Prince William County? Because that sounds like someplace in England. Here. <laughs> it's in Virginia. It's a, it's a, so you're for, in it. <laughs> what? For <laughs> so, real? <laughs> it's just a county in Virginia. It's Northern Virginia. It's the, the end of Northern Virginia. But it's, it's a weird county. Because, can I call it Nova? Yes. You yeah. can call it Nova. Okay. You're allowed. I'm going to call it Nova. <laughs> I was in Nova. <laughs> But Prince William County is just like weird in the sense that it has this really intense like antebellum civil war. Oh no! (laughs) No, no, no! Yeah, no, but you see it everywhere. It's everywhere. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like civil like civil war trails. Civil war stuff. There's cannons just like in in like dividers. (laughs) I'm just like, why is there a cannon here? And it's like everything is like a subtle nod to like the civil war, but like. 
what side? I'm confused. <laughs> what side? And yeah. You're um, like, are we mourning or are we happy? I, like, I, yeah. I, I biked through Virginia too, and um, it was definitely Nova. And uh, you know, I, I saw a Confederate grave somewhere. Oh, oh yeah, those that. are everywhere. Yeah. They're like and, peppered all over. And when you mm-hmm. see those, you see the flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is shocks to me because I haven't been in a place in the country where it's like this. Mm-hmm. Was that your biggest culture shock, do you think? Oh, biggest culture shock. There's a lot of culture shocks here, like ABC stores. <laughs> A- oh, those ABC- are state-run. Yeah, Virginia. Stores. How right. is it over there? Well, you go to a store and you buy alcohol like regular people. <laughs> oh, so the alcohol in California is like with within the regular. It's in the grocery store. store like, see, in Florida, because I lived in Florida for uh-huh. a year. What the fuck kind of weird shit? They don't have an ABC. <laughs> so in Florida, the grocery stores are allowed to sell alcohol, but they have to have a little store next to them attached to the store. Well, so we, like an ABC store, like the tire section. So of- right, it's like so, a tire section of BJ's, so, but it's alcohol. In, in California, mm. you can go to Costco and you can get a handle of like Jameson. Wow! And like when I was just like, I thought I was in Virginia. I thought y'all like to drink out here. I thought I mean, y'all like to party. And and then like I went and there was no freaking handles of liquor. Yeah, that's why you get the moonshine. And like, and yeah. they don't even sell. I've never even seen big handles here. Yeah, they're not as common, I guess. I don't know. No. You have to like plan your day. Like, if you have a party, plan your day as to when you're gonna go. To okay, the ABC so we should store. we should step it back and explain what an ABC store is because I think we lost folks. Okay, so an ABC store is a state-run liquor store, meaning the alcoholic that Virgin- beverage control. Yes, meaning that Virginia runs and sells the whole, basically the whole system of alcohol like is commerce in the state. Mm-hmm. So they give out licenses. They have stores that you buy it. They employ people. They're actually the biggest employer for state employees in the state, like of Virginia. So it's just like this, like socialist store beer out. No liquor store. Liquor just, store. Yeah, because yeah, that's where we go pick up. Because I noticed, like, I noticed, like, when I go to grocery store Virginia out with y'all or something, like, it's just like, oh, okay, you can get champagne and wine and and beer. beer. And mm-hmm. I never noticed why. I'm just kind of like, mm. I'm just like. And then I was just like, wait a minute, I haven't ever, I haven't seen like a, a bottle of Jack Daniels at the store or anything. Absolutely. No. Yeah, that is weird. I never thought about that. Why don't they sell like and I'm just hard liquor like, at regular Because of the store? amount of alcohol in the drink. So, it's, 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 I think it's leftovers from the Prohibition era or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just like from like the Puritan like pilgrims. Like, you should be controlled as mm-hmm. to how much you drink. You know? Yeah, but like you go in there and it's great because you know where everything is. Mm-hmm. Everything is very neat and orderly. You have alcohol from all over the world. You have a categorized it section. Me hospital vibes, or am I tripping? I don't know. I loved it because I've never been in a store like that, and I was just yeah. kind of like, oh wow, they have they have this alcohol called cachaça, uh-huh. and um, I studied abroad in Brazil, and that was like the main um, spirit for this drink called caipirinhas, which is like a Brazilian like lime drink it's like you could call it brazil's answer to the margarita but it's a little different mm-hmm. okay. and um it's an iconic brazilian alcohol cachaça you hear it in by the funk songs and so i was just like i haven't seen this alcohol since i left brazil this is cool it was just like it's called 51 or something mm-hmm. cachaça and i was just like wow it's just like you can get all kinds of alcohol like like sometimes you don't know at a liquor store is like, oh, did you run out of this or whatever? Mm-hmm. And they'll have something. And you know like the ABC store is gonna be really reliable <laughs> with its stock. Shoot. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they I think by law or regulations are required to have it mm-hmm. stocked to a certain level. But mm-hmm. I never see like too many like deviations from like you know, they have their like ones that they always 
carry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to find other brands of cachaça. I'm going to find the one that they carry. You can get it ordered though. Like they have oh, okay. access to okay. like... Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> so ABC stores are just like these state-run alcohol stores that you, the only place you can get liquor, like hard mm-hmm. liquor in the state, yeah. is from ABC stores. From everywhere. And that's all Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. can get liquor from all over the world. Do you know ordered. if any other state has this? This is so strange I to me. I think North Carolina does. Mm-hmm. This is so strange to me. Wow. It's I, didn't a know very, that. I don't know. Is it like more southern states have it? I think so. Because is it the, in North like Carolina, the Bible Belt thing? Yeah. Because yeah. there's some um, counties that are known as dry counties. And that means they don't have any liquor stores in the whole county. Mm. Uh, I went to El Paso, Texas, and they'll sell you dry, they'll sell you slushies full of alcohol, like a daiquiri. And they'll get over the open container rules by just like sealing a bag over it. <laughs> Yo, who the fuck wants to go to El Paso? Because I want to get lit. Let's do it. But one thing that you could technically do in Virginia is your passengers can drink in the car, I believe. Can you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought you could have an open I was freaked out by that. Period. California, that is going it, directly to jail. Yeah, like... <laughs> Kamala Harris will have you in jail for oh. that. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, you can't have an opened bottle of liquor in your car. Like, if it's already been opened, it has to be sealed. Yeah, that's to like have us it in, your car. in California. Oh, I didn't know you guys... <laughs> Shit, I don't you know don't like you that. can't have right anything even open like it can't have been previously opened in your car <gasps> wow. i mean people do but like it has to be in your trunk all alcohol has to be in your trunk it cannot be in where the yeah, passengers let me are. ask you a serious question do uh-huh. you think california deserves all the hate it gets do you do i think california deserves rights um <laughs> <laughs> shit um california i mean the image of california that of paradise that they projected to hmm. like the, the the paradise image of california feels like a justification to colonize and gentrify it and bring hollywood and movie stars and that's a different california than the california real people are from so I'm like, yeah, I hate it. That's not my California. When Californians get all in their feels about like people hating California, then just kind of like, maybe you're a little out of touch. Like, just don't care about it. Like, if you're big and bad California, just like be Californian. Like, I mean, enjoy I, your weather. I feel like we have a similar sentiment. I think sometimes in Virginia, oh, we're not a southern state. Like, mm. you know, oh, a lot of people grow up with this. Like, like is Virginia a southern state? Because I meet people and they're like, no. And I'm just exactly. Like, and it's I don't like, know. I don't go here. We're below the Mason Dixon line. We're in the south. Okay. For sure. Do you know okay. what the Mason-Dixon line is? Well, yes, I do. And um, we went to Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. which is the capital of the state. Mm-hmm. And there's a Robert E. Lee statue. Yes. And I was like, what? Is this allowed? <laughs> In so Old Town, you can go to is Robert so E. Lee's boyhood home. Yeah, you could go to his boyhood home. In Old Town. There's also on 95. There's Why a... is this preserved? Like Because white people are racist. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah. On 95, there's a shrine to him. The Robert E. Lee it's just shrine. sore losers. A fucking That's shrine. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kids we grew up with. Entitled people. They yeah. take you to plantations as field Didn't trips. Didn't we post Excuse that today? Me? Yes. If you grew up in Virginia, you went on field trips to slave plantations. Yeah. Is that like a like a, a rule? Do they stop that? Do they still do it? Everybody's um, been to Jamestown Are they going to them virtually still? I'll let you know in like three years when he Yeah, it's usually when you hit a certain age. So They're like, you're strong enough to take that's it. That's so right passage. What we, we have, we don't do that, but we have something. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were a free state. That's we were what? Mexico girl. We were Spanish. Yeah, Mexico. We were Hispanic. We were Latinas. <laughs> we were latinas i hate you no uh, la is native i mean like california's native land i just it's just funny to me because like um the colonizations are different mm, like yes. from dc to la and you notice that um 
But with what was I gonna say about LA? Damn. I'm, I'm oh, you guys didn't go to plantations. We didn't go to plantations, but we had in fourth grade. We had this super horrible tradition of making Spanish missions, and in these Spanish missions, it was like where they colonized the native folks. And in the Spanish mission project, every fourth grader had to make one. And mm-hmm. you venerate them like, oh, you know, this is when like civilization in California started. It was founded. And it's like they don't talk about the genocide. And those places were like sites of genocide and colonization. Oh. And we just make little pretty churches and people get married in front of them. People don't really interrogate it. It's like in El Salvador, we have these churches too. And, you know, some of them I have. Mean, people s- get married at plantations. Yeah. Plantations, yeah. Oh, shit. It's not the same, but mm-hmm. it's like like it's one of those like school things that we should really like interrogate. I mean, yeah. it's like a it's like a site of genocide, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like kind of yeah. weird to like have these like celebrations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we were. You're raised. I think I like when you're raised in this school system, you go to not just one. You mm. go to a, a couple, a few. <laughs> I think school I, systems. Yeah. yeah, they just shuffle you around. No, no like, like each county here has its own school system. Mm-hmm. Like oh. as a like each county will take their kids to whatever plantation is nearby. What? Yeah, yeah it's like mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. It's like almost like a like what Joey said a rite of passage. I feel yeah. like our school it's systems weird. are structured like by city, so not by county. Oh no, we have counties. So each county counties. has their own school system. I guess is it like not as densely populated probably or something. Yeah, especially rural counties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. rural out here sometimes. Yeah, there's some counties that don't have cities yeah i've yeah. never seen i always tell daddy that it looks like zelda like, <laughs> because you could just roam free with the horses it looks like, like he'll that. just see a pasture of cows and it's like, just pastures oh, like i've never seen zelda. this i'm like it's I, nature <laughs> I, I, i've been in deserts and in concrete yeah and that's it like there was even baby cows it was like the Aww. perfect baby cows yeah. oh. have you been to like where the amish live in like mm, southern maryland no i don't want to bother them oh my god they sell queso Okay, I, I want to buy queso. Like, yeah, and they have the cow pasture. <laughs> but do they do like like Amish tours and you like go into their? No. Oh, okay. They don't Wait. like they don't like that. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, they'll, I they'll take your money. They'll yeah, take they'll your money. Okay, I want to respect shit. their space, but I'll buy their cheese then. Yeah, no, like if you want sopa de gallina India, that's the spot to go, where the Amish are. They sell sopa de gallina. No, gallinas India is like a live one. What's a gallina India? Like a hen. It's like a like a, a Cornish hen. No, it's no. like <laughs> I don't think that fancy. It's a hen. It's a hen. It's a farm <laughs> hen. I, I we had sopa de gallina India, and I was just like, I don't know what the name comes from. I always just want to know because I can because no one's told me what the name like because yeah, it's it's know. harder than chicken. Yeah, and it's, yeah, but like we had some. It's also bigger. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like oh. it's a specific dish in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. had it with my mom and my friend Nestor. And Nestor is a Salvi friend I made in Korea, and he's like helping me with the human rights case. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. But we were having sopa de gallina in India, and um, there was like like it was like it had an egg, it had like an egg yolk in it. It was like had like a like a over like it was just like it was too different. Much. Yeah, yeah, it has to have like a little little egg mm-hmm. in the dish, mm-hmm. and it was just like. It was like a different, it was a broth, a very specific broth and mm-hmm. like a very specific type of chicken that yeah. made the dish. Yeah. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was distinct. And I was like, oh, this is why like, well, they make that distinction between like Gaina India and like other yeah. chicken chickens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't know. That's my hypothesis. get one from out there. It, the Amish in the Southern Amish, Maryland. The Amish in Southern Maryland go down Route 5. Wow. Uh, you go to some spots, there was one where they speak Spanish. They're like, hola. Yeah, like us? They have, guess, and then the signs say, queso duro. 
queso blando, whatever. Yeah. Wow, I need wow. to meet these uh, Salvi Amish. Oh my God, there's Salvi Amish. And they're Amish. like, no, they're legit. They're like legit Amish, but they've kind of catered watch, to their community. Watch you know them what I mean? learn to make tamales. Cause... I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. But we go to one spot. The in Amish are just trying to milk us. So you literally. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yo, but their cheese be good. Their cuajada is on point. The Amish are making the Salvadoran cheese. I'm dying. Yeah, there's yes. even um, local farms at the farmer's market. Is that mm-hmm. queso duro or queso duro blandito? And then they're like, let me get you this cuajada. Right <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, okay, I'm uh, adding this to the to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, even local farms will make their own queso and, and sell so, them at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So you see that a lot around <sighs> that's here. So, that's so cute. You don't. You, yeah. It's cute. <laughs> I need. I need to take you to one of them. You know. I when feel it's like. Not I feel like it's quarantine. gonna look like that Microsoft screen. You know, from the two thousands. It's just a pasture. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like a little, but then you add like a little red farmhouse. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. la milpita. In la milpa. Oh, oh, yeah. That's when. That's when. That's when you know the salvies. Shit. Uh, salvies are invading. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love. I love going to the rural areas here because you'll always find like Central Americans. Like just doing their thing. I can like, say, I I biked all over. I biked like from D.C. to Loudoun County to like back through Shenandoah Mountains, Blue Ridge, through back to Georgetown, D.C. Mm-hmm. So I saw like these really intimate rural little roads mm. biking, mm-hmm. and I would find Central Americans like working, or maybe they even own places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, "What are you doing out here?" Like, yeah. It's like a lot of people. Can I come inside? <laughs> There's like a like for example, one spot that I didn't up until recent. I didn't know there was a pretty big Salvadoran little community in Herndon, of all places. Yeah, because Sterling. I yeah, I didn't even Sterling know. Area, yeah. I didn't even know until recent. They're all from the same like village or something. That Probably. Happens. I think yeah. that's yeah. very common here. Where um, I guess in all of the diasporas, it's very common for like people from specific communities are from to cluster with each other. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's the case for Prince William County. Because that happens I, a lot here. Yeah, because I always meet people from El Tancito, El Delirio. I'm mm. looking for my Conchagua folks, though. So. <laughs> They're folks. out there. Like, I've definitely met people from Conchagua area. And then one of my friends was telling me like Playito is some, like a as a well known like beach and and where he he's from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was like, like, wow, locals only. Like, <laughs> beach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, Playitas is the beach where my mom takes me every time. She says it's not a trip to El Salvador to her Playitas, and she's been going to Playitas since she was five. It's this beautiful tiny little beach in El Salvador that blocks the currents are blocked by the the, the islands in the Gulf because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. islands that um, Honduras and El Salvador owns mm-hmm. and there's a little piece of Nicaragua there too and it's very beautiful and the waves are are smooth mm-hmm. because you know there's the islands are blocking the current and it's mm-hmm. it's relatively small and it's just like locals and it's a volcanoes right there oh shit a cerro but mm-hmm. it's a volcano and yeah. it's very beautiful and it's just like they barely got paved roads recently. It's just mm. kind of like it's one of those things like you got to be from there to go. Mm. Yeah, I know a lot of people around here that are from like La Unión, and they mm. go to Playitas. It's mm. like that's like a place they always got to hit before mm-hmm. they come mm-hmm. home. It's mm. just it's just my favorite place. Favorite oh, place. now I'm excited. Hopefully, they take me to a beach. You gotta. Oh, there's some beaches that are like really rocky. I'm just like, oh, I might die in this wave. Puta. Like, El Tunco. El Tunco has a lot of rocks. Yeah, El Tunco's a ple- plus El Tunco's for the white people. It's like uh, you'll find you'll find a Becky like on a on a on a beach cruiser just riding through El Tunco and like wrong. drinking margaritas. Yeah. And there's probably just like also sex trafficking happening. Yeah, you'll oh. get propo- you 
proposition. Like, is he not, like unless, unless you're trying to like party with gringos, like, yeah. I wouldn't go. Okay. Like our cousin. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's got, rocky as shit. Yeah. Mm. Like that shit will fuck you up. Just some like Americans and Europeans that were together were just like, yo, you want to have a good time? And she's just like, huh? Because she's very like, right. sometimes doesn't have common sense or knows what's going <laughs> oh. on. These white men are dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And then she's just like, huh? <laughs> like she literally said that to them and then they're like you want to have fun and i was just like come on we gotta go like, yeah you know so that's what i noticed and and then Tunco. it's more mm-hmm. of like a party beach oh it's yeah. it's like a, a little cancun for like the salvadoran elite and middle class and oh. um foreigners and including diaspora who, mm-hmm. who, who pop in because i i've been there I, I you know just to check it out and it's it's part of like it's drivable from San Salvador, so it makes a day trip. It's like very logical why it's mm. become a tourist hub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and surfing is big there, oh, and so that's okay. where a lot of the surfers go. Like, what's that guy who died in Fast Too Furious or something? Uh, Paul Walker. Yes. Yeah, he he used to surf in El Salvador. Yeah. He was big and loved El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Um, he's I'm pretty sure iffy. Steve Stevo also has talked about like going to El Salvador. His yeah. friend that died with him was from El Salvador. Yeah. Paul Walker's friend. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know because he had a passenger. It was his friend, and he's from El Salvador. Yeah, they, they, yeah. He's been all like he's beloved in El Salvador yeah. just because like we just love anyone who acknowledges us. Mm-hmm. It's like the bar is low. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. Little El Salvador. Yeah, so definitely hit some beaches. Yeah. You know? I know there's like cabins in like Morasan. There's my my dad tells me that that he wants to go see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people it's don't. Mountainous. Yeah, a lot of people don't think about going to places like Morasan or. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like do go to Morasan, I think, to like sort of look at the really sad history. Yeah. So I think people make pilgrimages for like El Mosote, mm-hmm. and they go to the Museo de la Revolución, yeah. which is like a museum to the guerrilla side. Mm-hmm. of the war and they even have a it's really cool they have a, a u.s army helicopter that they shot down on display <laughs> what oh the fuck yeah. yeah that's kind of yo i gotta check that yeah, out yeah that's it's shit. like and like and there, there's there's this one room yeah and they say no pictures there's this one room and it's all solidarity posters oh. from places all over the world that had like solidarity with the salvadoran struggle the leftist struggle mm-hmm. and you see posters in german you know from you know like west germany or was it East Germany, you see it from the Soviet Union, you see it from Vietnam, you see it from China. The U.S., I'm sure. Um, leftists in the U.S., leftists yeah. in European countries, wow. like communist parties in these other Euro- in countries, right? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't think that the world stopped and looked at us for a minute there. And they did. Like, you know, the conflict was like something people kept their eye on at the, mm. at the time. You know, it was a, it would recur in news and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, I feel like, I feel like you, America, uh, up until the caravan and like all that sensationalism with Trump, abandoned us. And that's yeah. crazy you say that because it's something I didn't even know. Because to me, in my mind, and what I've been told from my parents, what I've barely been told about the war, it's just that happened and it happened in El Salvador. It stayed in El Salvador. Yeah, the U.S. got involved porque son metidos, and that's the end of that. You know, there's not a lot of. You nuance right and mm-hmm. details yeah that that we're yeah. learning yeah <laughs> there's a lot of prevailing narratives about the war i mm-hmm. think also there's been a lot of people in our communities scared mm. to talk about it and it's hard to talk about it and i you know i've interviewed two holocaust survivors in my life and 
um, something that I noticed is um, they mentioned the storytelling of future generations because they're towards the end of their lives as, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And they always talk about like um, the first one she talked about, or forget their names right now, but the first one she talked about how the burden is going to be the second generation. And she said that there's two kinds of parents mm-hmm. that are Holocaust survivors, the parents that just are quiet and the parents that like share a lot so people don't forget. Mm. And I don't want to compare them what we went through, like, you know, mm-hmm. to anyone else's struggle. It's just thought it was just like an interesting way to like talk about histori- Dynamic. historicizing trauma mm-hmm. and thing and like atrocities in war. And um, the second guy I went, I met, um, he went to Poland. He was an Auschwitz survivor. Shit. Wow. And his daughter was helping him write a book. Mm. And I was just like, oh, that's, I thought it was beautiful the way that um, the daughter and the father were like writing a book together. They wrote a book together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think of the title later if people are interested. Um, it's in my like files. And um, I was just like, oh wow, like it's like um, the second generation of, of Holocaust survivors and the third, it's just like, it's, it's something that they pass down and, and retell and, and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, it would be, it's interesting that like that burden is gonna start falling on you know, once people from survivors from our war sort of age out, mm-hmm. especially the older ones and the ones who can remember the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The burden's going to fall on children who were told these stories. And not all of it's been told yet. Right. There's yeah. so yeah. much to, you know, obviously it's a sensitive topic on the internet. Mm, Hashtag yeah. Salvadoran series. But, you know. <laughs> Don't even get me but, but you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, these are things that I think we should. We I, I'm starting to think through because my 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 elders are passing away, and the pandemic has sped that up. Mm. So I'm just kind of like, how do I forget that the struggles that they went through and the way that they shaped Salvadoran history don't get erased? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that. That actually just kind of hit a little close for me because my uncle just passed last year, and he had so much to say. You know what I mean? He he had so much to say and and hearing his stories it's just like now that i think about it i'm like fuck why didn't i record why didn't i write it down and now it's just like we just have the memory of my brother and i mm-hmm. and i feel like my brother and i are probably the only two that are actually just holding on to that mm-hmm. to what we can more than you know even his daughters so it's just like <clears throat> you think about it and he was just like i had that opportunity with somebody was so vocal and open mm-hmm. to what they saw and what they dealt with mm-hmm. and not you know mm-hmm. recording that yeah so yeah it, it's a tricky subject too because like you know some people don't want do they want to share it with you but they don't want to necessarily share it to the world share it mm-hmm. to the world or even you know like people are very personal so i think i think boundaries are always very important right i think finding people's boundaries my mom you know t- like she kind of overshared she was the parent that overshared with me she told me every little detail that like i think not every little detail but she told me a lot mm-hmm. more than like i think maybe she even should have sometimes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it shaped me in my storytelling and um yeah, it's 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 interesting that it's you know become it's become a hot topic because mm-hmm. like I think our diaspora is maturing in a way and the, the and wartime yeah diaspora. and we're trying to figure out what to do with this information yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. you know we don't want it to be co-opted you know like I don't care if there's a Hollywood film about this as much as like I want people to like heal from shit mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. even if only five percent more heal you know just mm-hmm. like just increase this number of people 
like getting closure to things that happened mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and like i feel like we don't even fully understand what happened enough to even like make movies about right it, you yeah know, necessarily like i feel like there's still a lot more to uncover yeah um because like when i hear about people's stories i think about like the community that my my dad was from specifically mm-hmm. and i it's, it's like the level of violence that was happening in that area of like Oriente, San Miguel. It's like almost like a tri state area. It's like mm-hmm. San Miguel, Sultan, La Union. Not the DMV. <laughs> Basically. Seriously. And it's like that area saw so much violence. Like mm, it was insane. Yeah. And so even trying to touch on that subject with my parents can be kind of like iffy. And mm. they didn't really tell us everything. They were just like really bad stuff happened. Mm. And a just of, be happy you're here. Yeah. yeah it, it's, you know, it's sometimes as Salvador diaspora, we don't have control over who we're related to and how much they want to share. Mm-hmm. And um, something I always, people always ask me, it's like, how do I get my elders to tell me more? And I'm just kind of like, part of me is just kind of like, I don't know. My elders were just like telling me shit. <laughs> But without yeah. me even wanting to know, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, but I also, but what made them open up about other things, especially about more about intimate details about the conflict, were me learning about it, me going out into the world, and like we know how we said, like you know, like everything about like the war is not really known and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's like mm-hmm. I think we need people to like dig and think, mm. and coll- we need to collectively, you know, really go into history and what are our roles in it, frankly, mm, and. Yeah. So we don't repeat some of that bullshit, but right. also, you know, showing my parents that I was taking the step to learn about ourselves and I could ask like, hey, is this true? Did this mm-hmm. happen? Were you around? And and if they're uncomfortable, they'll be like, no, you know, mm-hmm. if, if they're comfortable, they'll talk more. So I think like learning more about ourselves and not just ourselves, but like also our relations to like, you know, my parents both grew up on different parts of the Honduran border. Mm-hmm. Honduran history is part of our history, I think. Mm-hmm. And Guatemala, these borders are fake. So, like, also don't limit yourself to El Salvador. Yeah. Like, you know, like, people, some of our people, uh, especially Afro-Salvadorans, went to work in the Panama Canal. Mm. And we need to talk, we need to make these connections with the with, with with all these other people fighting colonialism. And we're not just this isolated little El Salvador with our sad struggle. Like, you yeah. know, there's, you know. Preach, yeah, what the fuck? I think about that because a lot of the Afro-Salvadoran history I've learned is from looking at literature of like the kingdom of Guatemala and like mm. these like you know state nation states that were there before what that, we call that, that's the now. there the kingdom of Guatemala is the era where my dad's like colonizer side came from. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even El Salvador yet. Yeah, no, and so I can find a lot of literature of that time, and they'll mm-hmm. have like cities that we still have the names now mm-hmm. that were present then, and mm-hmm. so you're able to connect the dots. So you have to look at history outside of just you know el salvador right, modern day el right. salvador yeah like la union was called i think san carlos mm-hmm. after the spanish king and then once we got independence independence um <laughs> quote. <laughs> quote, unquote. quote unquote independence then yeah. like they changed the name to la union mm-hmm. because it was the new the union of el salvador it's the only place oh. where el salvador nicaragua and honduras come together it's la union <laughs> wow Wow, I didn't like, know that. Like, wow. like we have relatives in Nicaragua. We 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 all have like we have like little aspects of Nicaraguan culture because people there's always been this exchange where my mom's from. Mm-hmm. With Honduras as well. Stronger with Honduras, but Nicaragua is an element that not the other the other parts of El Salvador don't really get. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like it's just a boat ride. Mm-hmm. 
Shit, but I didn't fucking wow. I really that just that. made my mind like. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I know that every department has their own flag, which I thought was yeah. weird. They do. They do. And they look vastly different. Like, they're not even, you're not even on color scheme. This yeah, is they cool. don't, yeah, completely different. It's like a whole thing. It's a seal. It's a, yeah, man. Sometimes it'll be like random colors. Yeah. Often it's like the crop that they were known for in that region. Yeah. Um, they'll be like, we're known for cotton, or I don't know if that's the one, but they'll have like a leaf or something to represent like a crop mm-hmm. that, that's big there. Um, I know in the canton that my dad's from, mm-hmm. they used to, um, there was it used to be like a cotton plantation part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then like I I don't know it just stopped. <laughs> my dad used to pick cotton in Guatemala as a child laborer, and he's white. It's so weird. What the fuck? But um, yeah, like. Cotton grew in El Salvador. Cotton yeah, a lot of people don't know that, but that was one of the cash crops in the mm-hmm. area. Coffee. Coffee. That Bo- both the U.S. Parents, fucked coffee for El Salvador, but just saying. Both my parents like pick coffee. They're like... Ugh. Yeah, los cafetales. Isn't yeah. that what they're called? Yeah, cafetales. So all of Santa Tecla mm. used to be a cafetal. Oh, cafetalera. shit. Cafetalera. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was also like rich cafetal. It was like a money cafetal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They had money, you know, proximity to San Salvador in the capital. Mm-hmm. Mm. My mom grew up on an ex-coffee plantation. And she, when she was a little girl, she would vender like these conservas de coco. Like this coconut candy. Mm-hmm. This shit bar. It's just brown sugar and... Coconut. And coconut, and it basically just gives them energy to work harder. Oh, and no. she would give it, to, <laughs> and she would give it to the, she would sell it as like a little girl to the coffee laborers and like walk up the whole cerro, which because it was like coffee needs to grow in this like altitude. Yeah. So in Conchagua, it used to have a cup, it doesn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's like a bunch of mango trees because people just chuck mangoes <laughs> seeds going up. Yeah. I was telling people that that's like a real problem in El Salvador. You can't just throw seeds. No. Because it'll just grow because it's so fertile. Like from base. Like, of species mm-hmm. come yeah. yeah mango tree in the middle of the street fuck it yeah people get yeah really interested because like i think el salvador has lost a lot of its flora and fauna mm-hmm. because of colonization because of you know war mm. and all of the shit the deforestation mm-hmm. so it's just like uh people get angry when like they have seen less and less el salvador product because they know it's rich soil but it's just kind of like we're just using it for coffee and sugar cane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, corn. He, he brought a whole lot of sugar cane in my house. Who? Me. They sell sugar cane in Toto's. What? Toto's is yeah. just like... He what? just brought it. And I was like, I didn't even see him bring it into the house. And then all of a sudden, he's just like chopping it. <laughs> and I was like, are you just Toto's chopping wood? Toto's is this like incredible supermarket. It is the best Salvadoran <laughs> supermarket in the country. Oh I will bet anyone that challenge him to a duel. <laughs> Toto's, yeah. Toto's gone, is the right? best Salvadoran grocery in the country. I haven't. They sell this dish okay. called chanfaina. I don't know if I'm saying it right, chanfaina. It's, just, it's an Afro-Salvadoran dish. Um, they eat it at my mom's family. And it's just like only one person knows how to make it. Not everyone knows how to make it. And it's not like readily available. Mm-mm. They kind of have... Say, I've never heard of it. This place, yeah. Toto's, has it like in the deli section for like nine ninety five for like a little 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 portion hmm. that feeds a bunch of people and you know you can buy it there and i'm just kind of like wow like like y'all y'all have everything to make salvadoran food in that building mm-hmm. hmm. it's almost like chitlins and like red sauce mm. yeah it's it's um it's like, like tripe and stuff it's like tripe and liver oh. like an aguisado like. oh, okay. yes exactly that's what naeem told me it's like, like if girl you've ever, this is just chitlins if you've ever had <laughs> 
If you ever had yuca merienda, if you ever had yuca merienda, it's um, yuca. You know how you can have it with like pepesca, with the fish. Okay. Uh huh. And you can have it with chicharrón. Yes. Some people have it with merienda. Oh. Merienda is like the similar tripe mix of meats and. Oh. But Chafaina has a sauce to oh, it. Or okay. It's similar to something also called fritada, like yuca con fritada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, fritada okay. is also merienda. It's like a similar type of meat combo. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Chafaina adds like a guisado sauce to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Naeem called it chitlins. Yeah, he's like, girl, that's just chitlins. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that like will point out the obvious. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you're right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he points out a lot of things that are Afro Salvadorian, and we're like, oh. Because he's been around here and he's been around so many Salvadorans, he'll just like tell me, like, you know, that's, we do that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> and he'll bring up videos of like recipes. My mom loved it here because I have a white parent and yeah. I have my mom. And my mom loved it here because it was people from her region, people yeah. from Oriente. Mm-hmm. And like, she found the grocery store I still shop at. Because she's like, I went to work, you know, she was visiting me and she mm-hmm. just stays at my house. And so she was going out and about and like, she's like, just you talking to people. You can't trust the viejitos, so stay no. at home, dude. No. No. Well, <laughs> because in California, she lives in a suburb. She has to drive everywhere. So she loved that walk around culture that DC mm. has. Yeah. So she was talking to people because like everyone was speaking Caliche or like from El Salvador. She's like, hey, where can I get like this and that? And she's like, oh, go to this store. This store is better than that store and all that stuff. Mm. She was getting intel from me to go to the store because she wanted Aww. to know where the products were mm-hmm. and then she so i came home from work and she's like oh this is this is the store you need to go to look what i found i can't wait to take her to toto's she will lose her mind yeah i've already told her about toto's i've like sent her photos it's like toto's is incredible because they have all the sopa ingredients for like sopa de res or sopa de pata mm. just the vegetable mix mm-hmm. it will have the vegetable mix yeah in with a the bag yuca. And with the yuca. sometimes different different soups too and oh, Central shit. Americans eat soup very specifically. Yeah. Like there's a whiskey or a chayote mm-hmm. or a squash. There is yuca sometimes, yep. so plantain for those of for some of us in mm-hmm. Oriente. Mm-hmm. And um carrot and like a regular some really normy fruits mm-hmm. and, and vegetables. Corn, corn. <laughs> normy foods. It's just, like, it's just like this um this like um this mix of soup that we always eat in the soup of the pata, sopa res. Sopa chipilin. Like you 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 some, sometimes Ooh. you'll have this You can find so much chipilin. Yeah. Yes. And they have the vegetables all packaged together in like Ready to go. Plastic wrap and mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is you my supper mix. You just cut that bitch open, you put it in the pot, Yo, it's that's good to go. Dope. We have to forage for every ingredient. Yeah. And you can, that store, you just, okay, here's my supper mix. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Because our, our, our grocery store in Chirilagua was Foodway, which is now Food Star. And mm-hmm. it's, that was where we found our spot. That was the, that was Food the. Food Star, though, is. Yeah, I no, I, I fuck with it. They yeah. got kicked out of That's Arlington. one of the OG. Yes, they did. I was sad. Mm-hmm. That was one of the OG oh, no. grocery stores. Yes. Yeah. That oh, was no. one of the... Friendship like... with Arlington ended. Oh. <laughs> and now it's fucking apartments. Yeah. Yeah. They not, gentrified not, the grocery store. fucking apartments. Yeah. Fucking apartments. <laughs> Expensive as shit, too. You can also get hot food at, at Toto's. <laughs> yes. There's a hot food bar. Oh Yo, my God. can we just fucking go to Toto's? Yes. yes. I want to fucking That's go. That's like my favorite activity to do in Woodbridge. Like, <laughs> I literally Or, or Manassas. When I'm, in, when I'm in Nova, Danny's like, you want to go see like the leaves and the forest? or like you want to go try like the new you like, want to go cut some wood yeah you, you want to do something very Virginia you want to go on a hayride I'm like I still don't know what that hayride, is bro. still don't know what that is I'm and gonna I'm take just like, to a hayride and I'm just year. like no like I just want to go to Toto's <laughs> 
I just want to get my Brazilian soda, Guarana, and I want to get my salvi treats and go. And sopa mix. And sopa yeah, mix. and we always eat like the hot Oh food shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I'm always cooking for them. I'm always I made them air fried yuca and I made them air fried garlic plantains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I served it on a banana leaf because they have it all at Todos, even yeah. banana leaves. Wow. Dude, you can mom, even get a fried tamale. So California at, at in, in the 80s and the 90s was so xenophobic. <laughs> the Mexican markets had no Central American products. Oh, wow. So like we had to like rebuscarnos with like <laughs> pe- with people we got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like Shit. we went to um, <laughs> we went to freaking Vietnamese stores because they had banana leaves. Because they use them too. Because they use them too. But like, it was just like the Latinx, which just meant Mexican yeah. stores. We're just like, no, nah, we don't have that. What are you talking about? Uh, and like, Mexicans do have the banana leaves, but like, it catered towards like certain Mexicans, like mm, from the northern parts. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we had to go to Asian food stores to get like even plantain sometimes. Because like, and my mom, it took my just... mom time to figure that out because mm. she doesn't know like the Asian community yet. You know, mm. she migrated. Right. Mm-hmm. My mom was telling me that when they first got here, they would like make a list and then someone would go to DC to get everything and come C-E. back. C E. Yeah. Oh shit. So DC used to be like It was the hub. The hub. Yeah. That's where you would go. Now it feels yeah. like not the hub. Mm-mm. No, now it's more like the Until suburbs. Adams Morgan, it's like what, bar scene now? Yeah, Super all of that was fight? a Salvador neighborhood. That was a Salvador neighborhood. That's where it you went to go. It is a gastro pub, okay. What? <laughs> a gastro pub. No. <laughs> The Adams Morgan that I knew, that's where you knew to go get chuecos and go get bags. You that, know the, That's the... where I go do yoga with Mimi. <gasps> oh, my God. If you don't do yoga with Mimi, then... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? I went to Adams Morgan recently. It's just... There's like, yeah, like one pupuseria. There's like the one. Yeah. The mm-hmm. one for representation. And you yeah. see los cheles ahí. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Like, fuck. <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> me. You just at me. <laughs> Yo, but you know what area is starting to change to is the Bailey's Crossroad area. Really? Yeah. Like, What's Bailey's Crossroads? So that's like, a, that's the area that I grew up. It's Crossroads. like, yeah, it's in Falls Church. Mm-hmm. They call it Bailey's Crossroad because it was like, a crossroads area for the Civil War. What? So there was like a lot of crossfire in that area, apparently. Not a war oh, trouble. shit. I didn't fucking yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Either. I just found that out the other day because oh. I was, you know. Wow. But yeah, so there's like a neighborhood, Coolmore, which mm-hmm. you know about. Yeah. Why don't you tell. <laughs> I remember when, when you found out that we were from Coolmore, you were just like, wait a minute. <gasps> Salvi mom gasp. No, <gasps> let me tell you something. They're from Coolmore, and where I grew up in Chililawa, we don't fuck with the kids from Coolmore. They're the ops, okay? They're just. Wow. We, we don't fuck with Coolmore. It's like, oh, This is a lot of information to listen, take in. <laughs> and then when they told me, oh, yeah, we're from Coolmore, and in the back of my mind, like my chidi came out. I was like, ooh. I'm like, chidi. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Not a short name. Let me tell you. I was just like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to ask y'all something. Uh-huh. How do y'all feel about the word salvi? Because mm. I, I feel like that's such a West Coast thing. To me, it's really new because um, I grew up with truco and guanaco. <laughs> yeah. And like guanaco is what we used to say a lot. Mm-hmm. I, think they, I think it's still used yeah. a lot. That's a guanaco. thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing. But mm-hmm. it was more guanaco. I, I feel like the kids in, in like the West Coast call it salvi. I started using it once I was online more. Yeah. I was going to say, that's when I started using Salvi more. I, I, I feel because like, that wasn't my thing. I feel like, <laughs> no. When I first came across it, like, <clears throat> in my, like, late teens, mm-hmm. I was like, it's just, oh, wow, like, less syllables. 
Yes. El it's Salvador, also Salvadorian, for, Salvadorian. It's easier for like white people to say Salvi. And I'm just kind of like, I'm like, don't call me El Salvadorian. Don't call me Salvadorian. No, yeah. I don't see it that way. I don't think just for Salvi. me, it's just kind of like we don't get to really, we don't really have like a name for ourselves that like we get to choose. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like Salvadorian. You're right. This colonial weird thing, which is like you know, but. It's also like in English, it's just like, are we Salvadorian with an E, with an I? Are we Salvadoran? Yeah. And then some people are really bougie about it. Salvadoran is only valid you know, if because. If you were to ask me, it's with an E, Salvadorian. But that's not it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but because, it doesn't matter. No, like, I know, but I to me, that's that, that looks even. Phonetically right. What does that mean? Phonetically though? It's, right and, and visually right, to me at least. I mean. I, I don't think, think it matters. I think Salvadorian it. sounds English, like that rolls off the tongue better. In English? But like yeah. for some reason, if you work in journalism like me or like you write a paper in school, you have to say Salvadorian or you get I your point. You say, get points knocked off. Yeah, it's with an so A. So it's just like. Supposedly. My papers and shit, it's Salvadorian. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Oxford. I don't know who did that. Like Oxford, Neary, Webster. Who decided? We need to score up with one of those. Yeah, who the fuck decided? But so like, I always felt like Salvi was just kind of like, you know what? I hate all these labels. Let me just completely butcher this name because it's like what? It's Jesus Christ. Like, um, like we were named because we were colonized by this religion, mm-hmm. and it's just like this has nothing to do with anything here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, people are really Christian now. Can duh. you imagine if the country was called the Savior? Or oh, where are you from? I'm from the Savior. Yes, but that's what it is. That's it's what weird. It is. It's weird. It's so weird, right? When like, you think about it, can Honduras or like Guatemala save us from the shame? <laughs> but. <laughs> From the Christianity. Sorry, I've been, I've been I've been watching the little Nas X video. <laughs> it's changed my life, to be honest. But I just think it's just kind of like you know what people like reclaiming, naming themselves. It's like if kids want to call themselves Salvi, I'm just kind of like I support it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what? Who cares? Like, oh no, it's, it's innocent enough for me. You know. It's like I have bigger problems. Than this. <laughs> But There's I no water with... after 12. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care what you kids say. We need to put that on a t-shirt. There is no, no water, water after, after 12. 12. Proceeds, and then the second one Proceeds be... go for having water after 12. Yes, no, pros- and the next one would be, make sure your pilas are filled. Yes. Dude, this is just all like <laughs> the comments on the water crisis and all Yeah, dude, yeah. with a little pila on the... Bruh. Yeah, seriously, I'm though. I'm gonna get to it. Ponete trucho. Ponte pila. Eso. <laughs> yeah, but I grew up with Guanaca more than mm. Trucho. I think after a while, it was like, oh, you're in a gang. Yeah, Salvatrucho say... was a thing um, until that, yeah. Early 2000s, you would say Trucha, you were a gangbanger, straight yeah. up. You yeah. were, and the MS problem was intense out go here. Go directly to jail, don't pass, go. Straight up. Yeah, seriously, the police state here is intense. Fairfax County developed a gang unit, you know? It's one of the most, like... Highly acclaimed, you know, fucking gang How do you units. get a claim for gang units? They're like, like yeah, you arrested 10,000 children. Yes, we got today. the gang unit honor. Yeah. We got the gang unit Oscar best actress. Because like, of like how they train or some shit. No, you just grab kids, take them from their homes and Take fuck pictures them up. and put them in a database. Uh, right. And then you get really good at it and you're highly acclaimed. <laughs> right. Like, y'all are assholes. Fuck that. Yeah. There's a lot of that history too in LA, like ms and the origins of it too and we hear about uh, when we talk about ms 13 we hear a lot about like la and the origin mm. um it's been interesting to me too to see like how it's like a part of like the narrative here and part of the criminalization mm. and the, mm-hmm. the everyone knows about it like you know here it's just like yeah. they're aware of it and mm-hmm. like then you hear then you have the presidents talking about it now it's just like ooh. 
they talk about MS-13 like it's some sort of huge-ass problem, and it's coming from El Salvador, but it's like, y'all fail to realize that this is a U.S. problem. Y'all motherfuckers brought that shit. He started yeah. here, you know? It didn't start in El Salvador. It Y'all fucked up El Salvador by sending that shit over there. Yeah, or like, how about some social services? Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. And a lot of them are just kids. Yeah. yeah. Just doing yeah. dumb shit, you know? I read this article, like, I think it was something, about, I think it happened like 2015 or something, where this kid was monitored on his facebook it was somewhere in the east coast i want either long island or dmv area i think it was maryland it, i think it might have been maryland and they saw that he had like a lot of black and white salvadoran pride like he probably went to the salvadoran pride parade mm-hmm. and wore like the black or not the black the blue, blue and white, and, white. Yeah. and and like but that was considered gang affiliated because they're already just criminalizing the image and it's just like i hate the nation state whatever but like you know the flag has come to symbolize Salvador and Salvadorans and so it's just kind of like um they're kind of they they're like they like arrested this kid mm. yeah for that I mean for for like for me growing up like you couldn't wear blue and white at school oh in MySpace you had to be careful with like how you rep mm-hmm. your like yeah. MySpace you had to be careful because yeah. you were fucked you'd be in trouble That's you'd be I mean. labeled That's you'd like be some crazy shit. surveillance city. Mm-hmm. yeah like you couldn't wear certain colors you couldn't. and we touched on that like it yeah. would kind of force us all to dress like banana republic mm-hmm. oh it, no it was almost like an assimilation to yeah. whiteness mm-hmm. or like yeah. dress like a white person not banana else. republic abercrombie and fitch and i was too fat for that shit growing up man <laughs> it was like fat shaming going into that i store. hated that shit They're i went like, into mm, that store and they're like no one. we don't have that size try too, sears <laughs> fucking ass sends me to jc penny in the husky section fuck that's you. basically sears <laughs> that's what she said to you yeah the husky section i used to go to husky section um <laughs> and I'm looking at Dan like, where? <laughs> yeah. I used to when I was a kid. I used to wear the husky jeans. I was just kind of like, why do you have to label it that? Yeah. It, it was supposed to be cute. Yeah, it's supposed to be cute. still named like that. Well, I stopped wearing them, but like, I didn't see them anymore. I thought it was like a 90s thing. You know what I hated too? You remember that store, The Limited 2? Mm-hmm. And all the girls would wear like the matching bows and the like, cute shit. My mom would take me there to try to buy But I thought clothes. you were like a little goth kid. Huh? No, girl, this is when I was a child. Oh, well, I was oh. dark since I was a child, I guess. Yeah, no. <laughs> you were I, like a goth child. I hadn't I hadn't embraced the dark side yet. I was still <laughs> under my mom's <laughs> yeah. Diablo. I hadn't made friends with the devil yet. Um not I used to go to the, the limited two with my mom, and my mom would pick me clothes. I'm like, mom, that shit's not gonna fit. Yo, you can see my chichis and everything. It was, it sucked, bro. So then that's when I gave up and I started dressing up like, a, you know, baggy pants boy mm. vibes. I was just into like more dark fashion. Yeah. Like I would come out of my room and Oscar would just shake his head at me. <laughs> that was his response to me every morning <laughs> to my outfits. <laughs> and my mom, they holla. Well, you know what? At least your mom was okay with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad she supported. I'm glad she supported your like like hot topic face. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> At times. At times yeah, they would get because other parents would be like, "Oh no, like the devil's inside her." No, they oh, did seriously. threaten me with the with church once or twice, but yeah, then they. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're you're not gonna take me. <laughs> Don't take me to church. Yeah, take me. You don't go. So. What am I gonna do? Buy ice cream at the end from the ice cream man outside, like yeah, church. How did your mom react to you being like goth? Oh, she hated it. She was pretty sure I was a Satanist. 
Um, she told me I needed Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then the thing is, is that like I could, like I got so lost in the sauce, and I would listen to like metal in my room and shit. Like oh that. no, lost in the sauce. <laughs> and <laughs> Not like, metal in the and room. I would like lock the door and shit and like whatever. And then my mom was like, "Abre la puerta, demonio!" Type shit, and I'm like, "Wow, okay." And I'm just like, you know, selling face or whatever. But then I had to do like emo light. I feel I couldn't go full gothy sometimes with Why? my mom because she be she just. Cause man, she would try to beat me with her little baby fan, baby hands that she got. That's we were one. just talking about like, cause me and Danny, like when we first came friends, like we were like into punk rock. We went to a punk rock concert, the Steelers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like my my dad one time caught me headbanging to like Nirvana, and he was just like called my grandmother, and I was like, I think <laughs> he's being possessed. <laughs> I'm just like, he's not even religious. He was just like superstitious. No, how about my mom tirándome la indirecta? I would walk out of my room and there's the Bible open to Salmo 91 on the fucking uh, living room table. I've never read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Salmo 91 apparently is like that protection spell that's in there or some shit. I'm not spell. exactly sure. They don't do witchcraft. Brody, mm. at this point. Mm. That's, sure, Jan. That's questionable. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, she'd just do that and she'd be like humming alavanzas and stuff to just fuck with me. And I'm just like standing there. Dude, like, alavanzas, bro. What's that? Can, I don't can even know what that hard. is. It's, it's just like a praise. Like gospel. Oh, like alabar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but the music. Alabanzas. No, my parents, um, the silver lining to like the war for them, for mm-hmm. me, was that like they were so disillusioned with like religion and God and. They saw so much. They're just kind of like, oh, we're not gonna raise you without religion. Mm. So I, I don't, I don't know like the basics, and I feel like a lot of most Salvadorans grew up in a religious background. Yeah, yeah. Did you meet more Seventh Day Adventists out here? You know what? I, I was, I became aware of them because of you, uh-huh. but like I had known Seventh Day Adventists my whole life. Because the thing is, my parents kept me just kind of like. Mm. People, they're just fanaticals. Like, don't mm, listen to people. Are. Damn, I wish my mom so like, so like, like that. Seventh-day Adventists, Pentecostals, Evangelicals, I, I couldn't tell you the difference back then. I'd just be like, oh, those are the, the fanatic ones. Mm. I mean, it's true. It's true, though. It's big facts. Everyone here is connected, I swear, to, like, the Seventh-day Adventist church. Somehow. Yeah. It's like, people you'll meet, oh, yeah, my brother, my dad, my uncle goes to this church. And they have, like, a lot of power, yeah. weirdly, in the state. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, because... All I, all I, the only thing I know about that church, forgive me, is a little quirk that they don't eat meat. Oh yeah, that they're vegetarian and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I found out because my aunt, I found out was is was in this mm-hmm. f- whole life. I don't know. <laughs> um, she's you know not an aunt I see all the time, and, <laughs> and I was just like, what? I didn't know that you know I didn't know that aspect. I was just like. I didn't know that there was people who like just really practice not eating meat like collectively like, <laughs> yeah, religion. like as a community because <laughs> I feel like people in our communities are talking about like being vegetarian is like oh it's just like this white American thing that you're it's learning true. it's a gringo thing so it's, it's just a like, gringo thing that's so, what they say right yeah. yeah so learning about the community's practice this it was like oh wow I didn't know yeah they've been doing this since like the 80s at least 70s mm. it's just like yeah, the, you know, missionaries came in and colonized us. Mm. And in my dad's not family, to eat our food. <laughs> vegetarians get bullied in my dad's family. It's just like... It's this weird thing where, like, I grew up in a community that was, like, mostly vegetarian and vegan. Mm. And they were all, like, for the most part, Central American. We had also some, like, Venezuelans, Colombians, mm. whatever. But, like, for the most part, it's Central American. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just like weird, like now being an adult where like vegetarian and veganism is like pushed 
on like a mm. lot of people mm. as like a healthy alternative like mm-hmm. oh it would solve the world's problems mm. oh you know it's all these soil and green yeah <laughs> and then i'm just like um our communities had hella problems and mm. they were still vegan and vegetarian right you know and it was actually some of the like harm was through how they pressured people to be vegan and vegetarian mm. was it because it was through religion was it like through like a like a missionary colonialism thing yeah and it was yeah. almost like because there's a, a scripture that says like your body's a temple mm-hmm. and when you don't take care of it it's like a sin towards god almost right so it's like oh you're gaining weight you're not taking care of your that's temple. why like you're not supposed to get tattoos that's like just super fat phobic yeah or yeah. um you know why are you why are you drinking that when you just ate? Like, mm-hmm. you know, just little messages like that. Little indirectas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was like common in the church. And when you would like try to say something against it, they're like, well, you know. Let mm-hmm. me, can I, can I, did, did that place just have like the worst, like, like just food when you get, get together? Or was it great? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, it was pretty good, actually, okay. to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, the, everyone's the just seventh, like, don't eat, don't eat. I'm the seventh like, day Adventist that I was a part of, they ate meat. Yeah, not yeah, every Seventh-day Adventist church is okay. that strict, mm-hmm. but they encourage it. Yes, okay, that is true. They mm-hmm. encourage it, and they encourage that you be mostly like meat-free. M- meat-free. They're mm-hmm. like, eat chicken if you really have to. If you really want to I, 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 I don't really eat a lot of meat just because I'm lazy. I don't <laughs> want to cook it. I'll, like, I'll purchase it, but if I'm at home... It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it was like a, a contest. Who could yeah. be the best, like healthiest mm-hmm. person in the church and it's mm-hmm. like it was like a flex i hated it you know but it was kind of like this thing of like you couldn't eat your like traditional foods because they wouldn't consider it healthy yeah. so it was like you would lose a lot of those like traditional recipes that would be passed down yeah so i was like this is just colonization i hate yeah. this yeah i hate this especially because i was like a little fat kid man so i'd be like oh Hermano, mira esta gordita, la niña. Fuck you, dog. Yeah, like you'll be like right bitch. there, like, um, excuse me? Yeah, and they don't fucking censor that shit. So you can imagine you already catch a complex. You're like, damn, yeah. I'm ugly as shit. I'm fat as fuck. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah. That sounds toxic. Yeah, so then shit. it's like our parents just put us in that environment. And mm. they're like, oh, you know, you'll be fine. And then and they like, ask Ugh. why we, like, then they ask why a lot of us, I, you know, just either become atheists or non-religious. Just yeah. don't fuck with that shit. Like, I personally, I don't even know what to identify as, but I, I'm so dis- disillusionada with religion mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I don't even want to fuck with it. Just See, that's where my parents were, like, during the war, and mm-hmm. they were just kind of like, especially because, like, you know, like, some sectors were a little bit more fascist and some mm-hmm. sectors were a little bit more, like, the other side and mm-hmm. so like it was this political realm and like all the violence they're just kind of like we're not raising with any of this shit yeah mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like I, I see it now i'm just kind of like oh they were looking out for me mm. um but like yeah i think religion in el salvador is like <sighs> intense so, mm-hmm. yeah it's an intense thing yeah, yeah. no absolutely that shit fucks you up so no se enojen que cuando digo que me vale verga that's what we should, we should change the name of the country <laughs> It, yeah, it's just it's very representative. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just kind of like Jesus country, and I'm like just like Jesus I always, Christ. I always like have to point it out because El Salvador just has a meaning of its own now because of the country. Mm-hmm. But I always have to point out it's like you know it means the savior, you know it's the name of Jesus Christ, and people mm-hmm. are like, whoa, and it's like, Yo, it's, like I... it's like representative of the kind of colonization that some of yeah. those folks went through. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of like we're the Jesus 
Jesus is cheesiest. <laughs> yeah, cheesy. it is a cheesy name. They couldn't come up with anything else. Yeah, like come no. on now, like be original. Like what's what's I know the, someone from San Salvador the came Nahua up with that shit. word for El Salvador. El Salvador Cuc- Cus- did you say? Cuscatan? For, Cuscatan? For, for part of El Salvador. For part of it. For the western side. What is and it? then the eastern side is uh, Mananguara. Oh. Yeah. See, that sounds like a good Because the borders name. are completely made up. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, mm-hmm. some coffee land baron was like, okay, these lands. So where my mom Mine. is from, yeah. where her family is from, is San Juan Nonualco. That's uh-huh. technically Cuscatan. Okay. And then like where my dad is from in Oriente, that's Mananguara. Because it's like connected to like mm. Nicaragua, Managua, mm. you know? Mm. Like yeah. all of those Lenca That's where terms. my mom is from. That's yeah. where Conchagua. Conchagua. Yeah. Yeah, that, all of that is like Mananguara. It's clicking. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people attribute all of El Salvador to Cuscatan. And, mm-hmm. mm. You know, that's why we have like Cuscatlan Stadium and everything's called Cuscatlan. Mm-hmm. And... Isn't there a bank called that? Too? Yeah, Basco Cuscatlan. My mom one time tried to open an account at what in LA and they're just like, oh, no, no, we just have the name. Your account is not valid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they had like an LA chapter and she's like, what? God. You're just like, we're Guscatlan Bank in name only. And I was just kind of like... Yo, what the fuck kind of sleek ash? <laughs> Yo, that's, that's crazy. Hey, some, some, some of our people are great scammers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. It was just branding. It was just branding from Salvador. It's... Damn, that's a front right there. Yeah, come bank here with... Dead ass. It just becomes such a name, you know? Come give us your money. But yeah. yeah. So I did want to touch real quick on the questions that we had asked. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, that, you know, we got some good questions, I think. Unos que se hicieron los majes y no mandaron ni mierda, but whatever. Whatever. You're canceled, anonymous people. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't support, okay? But anyway, um, I liked... I think we touched on this one, but okay. So how to meet other Salvis when you're surrounded by a large Mexican community. I think that's a good one for you. Yeah, because we grew up around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a, y'all don't have this problem. No. <laughs> we don't have this situation. Um, internet, the internet. Before mm-hmm. the internet, it really, I just had a group of friends. Some were Salvadoran, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of them came out to me later that they were Central American <laughs> because it was that like xenophobic. But God, Like, why were y'all so ashamed? <laughs> Well, I think a lot of people made us feel bad about the way we spoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and just that our country wasn't as prestigious. We mm. didn't have these celebrities. Mm. We didn't have this media culture. They never really saw us anywhere except like that school or the community. And so like, yeah, mm-hmm. there was, and then, you know, all the perceptions are negative. Mm. So like there was just a lot of just like, I would say like desprestigio, desprestigio mm-hmm. around Salvador, especially refugees coming in the 80s. And, mm. You know, part of MS-13's, like, origin story is mm-hmm. protect themselves from Mexican mm-hmm. Chicano gangs. And so um, it goes deep. It goes a little deep. And so, um, you know, I would say the internet really was my saving grace. I, I can't be like, oh, you know, go to this location and that's where they <laughs> hang out. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, for sure, the that's internet. Yeah, you know, the, like, the internet has been the spot to meet people, to and, connect. And just yell into the void about what you care about and... Mm. And interact with some Salvadorans through mm-hmm. it, through that process, and you'll find your people. I don't think there's just like this one Salvadoran community on the internet, or you know, you'll you'll find people who are just interested in your circles, do the same similar things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think as a diaspora, 
um, who's been displaced forcefully. Like the, the internet's one of these going to be one of these tools that we have to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And I'll do one more. Um, I like this one. What is your advice to newly immigrated people dealing with hate from older immigrated people? Especially I, with this whole, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't speak for any immigrated people because I was born here. Mm. But I can see attitudes in my family. Like, um, I sometimes, in learning about Central American stuff, it sometimes helps me check my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because um, one thing that happened, <clears throat> I went to L.A. during one of the caravans a couple years ago for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happened to be like a, like a peak caravan was in the news. Mm. And a lot of my Salvadoran, a lot of my whiter Salvadoran family, too, and they have their papers now, mm-hmm. they're more middle class, and they were just kind of like, they go t- take trips to Tijuana to get like cheaper meds or medical mm-hmm. care, dentistry, and they're just kind of like, ugh, we can't go to Tijuana because like, those people are acting up. And I was like, those <gasps> oh. people were your asses, you guys came during the war, and mm. you guys were also not documented then, mm. and y'all were war mm. refugees and fleeing some shit, and like, mm-hmm. so are people too, so like, I've had to remind some family members and being like, push back, like, mm. but I think though, if you can't feel like you can speak or check your elders with confidence, like, you know, like, like, don't just read a book, you know, mm-hmm. ask people if you can what it was like, or when yeah. ask elders, the ones that seem more likely to to budge or, or like share want to share and mm-hmm. um yeah you can only do so much too it's just like you know like you sometimes you can't change people yeah, yeah. No, work that's with true. what you can i that one thing i do say about this area i mean there's probably people that hate on you know people that just got here but at least in my family when we've had family come over here it's been let me get you situated let me you know we're we're in survival all of us together and there wasn't that animosity or that indifferencia in who you were and that's one of the things that i'm grateful how i was brought up because you know there'll be some kids that be like too bougie to talk in spanish like man i don't fuck with you uh blah 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 but then they'll be surprised when you're like oh you talk just like you're from out there or whatever and it's just Mm -hmm. like cuz I don't forget where the fuck I'm from. Even though I was born on this side of the fucking whatever the fuck we're at, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm better than who the fuck is in El Salvador. I'm not better than them. We're all the same. It's me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it it's definitely that, that we have to, like, check our family members mm-hmm. a lot of times. Um, and our own attitudes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we might have implicit attitudes that we don't even think about when mm. we think, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. sometimes it, it's also not my place too, as like someone who's not an immigrant. Yeah. To even. yeah. And sometimes it's just like supporting them and how best you can. Right. You yeah. know, like how, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. I have a lot, of, like there's a lot of, I think, activism around here, around yeah. like immigration because it's like DC, ICE headquarters, like big offices are around <clears throat> here. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned like, yes, there's going to be that animosity sometimes with older generations that have migrated. Yeah. But sometimes the best solution for those of us that haven't migrated at all mm. is to just listen to those that are being more, most impacted by the issues, mm-hmm. you know, like and, and giving them that support. Right? right. Sometimes they just need community, you know, at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes like, you know, unless they're like actively harmful, I'm just kind of like sometimes I can feel they're going to be ignorant and like. Mm. you know maybe i can build with people who 
who aren't and right mm-hmm. um they'll yeah. come around when they're ready to or whatever and mm-hmm. um yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and just i guess seek out other people that mm-hmm. have migrated right. and have that experience and like ask them how best i guess they've been able to like navigate those type of spaces mm-hmm. i think because there are people that ha- that are older that have migrated a long time ago and they're still very much wanting to help the younger generation mm-hmm. so sometimes it's just also looking out for those people out there like who's doing the work and who mm-hmm. you can like com- connect with you know mm-hmm. um that can help mentor you sometimes you yeah know? like people are gonna talk shit no matter who they are at the end mm-hmm. of the day you know like we get the and i feel like we get that like older generation critique in any group that we're part of, mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, there's mm-hmm. always going to be this rift between younger and older generations in general, right? Because of shifting attitudes, changes mm-hmm. in like the culture and mm-hmm. society. Sometimes so, I also feel like it's like just keeping your parents informed with like what the facts are, mm-hmm. and they can come to the conclusions not being so preachy. Like sometimes yeah. they're not getting things from their news sources. They're not getting things from their conspiracy WhatsApp groups yeah, that they should. That's on true. Facebook. So no, sometimes Facebook. it's just like not even just like being so much in their face and be like, well, this is what I've heard. Mm. Right. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes finding those older mentors can be the best people to like explain that to your mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Because they understand each other in whatever way they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't necessarily really understand a lot of what my parents went through. It's like mm-hmm. they tell me it's like... There are people out there who do. And, you know. mm-hmm. But yeah, damn, this has been a good one. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming. Yeah, really well, appreciate it's, you. This was fun, the time flew. Yo, I really just slid into his DMs and I got him here. Oh my God. Yeah, did you tell what? her? Yeah, did you forget? I slid into your DMs. Wow. You slid into his I was, DMs? I slid into in the, the DMs. Salvi well, Prince's DMs? It's because yes. I, 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 shared, I shared the show. Yeah, and so that like was that's like... technically me going to your DM first because it tags you. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, shit. So it's just like. He said, get it right. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I Bye. feel like it was just like reciprocal, like, oh, hi. Sliding in DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for making time. And yeah, absolutely. Really, really appreciate you for coming out and yeah, thank you for having um, me. look forward to maybe in the future having you down again. And um, don't forget, we are on the uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Um, where else? Somebody suggested Google Podcasts. Yo. No, I don't know her. We're on Spotify. That's See, where I listen to exactly. you. Exactly. It's on YouTube. So. Go ahead. Go find yeah. it. So, yeah, no. Bye. Bye. Se cuidan, bicho. Bye. That's why most trends start with us blacks and Latinos. Don't take that as a diss, because I'm telling you that it's not. All kinds of people have contributed to hip-hop, making my culture more beautiful.